Hey there, folks. What do you know? It's the Uticast episode 248. Uh, some quarantine content here for you as we hide out from COVID-19, week number two. Uh, and we start the great Uticast TV tournament. The greatest shows of all time. Who will come out number one in this tournament featuring judges, myself, Kevin Sullivan, and Maiden Utica's Justin Parkinson. Uh, all that and all that. That's it. That's the whole episode this week. And we will finish up next week. Thank you, as always, for joining us here during your quarantine on the Uticast. We are happy, as always, to have you. Now it's moving. I don't, uh, welcome back to the show, folks. Welcome back, welcome to the show. I don't know if I'll have an opening segment before we go into today's, uh, uh, content. The Great Uticast TV Tournament Part 1. Content that I alone have come up with. It is not stolen or borrowed from any other platforms that are doing bracket-based content. Uh-huh. Here Nobody is. <laughs> during the coronavirus. No, they canceled all tournaments. They canceled. And everybody just <laughs> followed suit except you. We're <laughs> the only person <laughs> fighting through. Uh, Heather, of course, uh, still not here. She's at home, quarantined. Keeping her fans. quarantined. Absolutely. Uh, but shout out your love to Heather. Let her know that you're missing her uh, on the pod, because I know I miss her, certainly. Uh, joining us, though, to replace her, our good friend, Justin Parkinson, yes. in Utica. Good to see you. How's it going? Uh, you know, I kind of enjoy all of this stuff. I'm having <laughs> You've a, been ready. a week. Yeah. <laughs> You're ready this for this. no problem for me. You, you have to, like, not go anywhere and not spend any money. Like, this is perfect. <laughs> You're <laughs> practicing. Yeah. He's just waiting to move down to the warehouse full time. Yeah, yeah, full, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a different level of apocalypse. But it could happen. It, it could, could happen. happen. Uh, I'm, I'm saying like three percent chances of the apocalypse. That's where my head's at right now. Three percent. Three percent. I think there's a per, you're putting more than one. So I mean, you're taking a little <laughs> bit towards something. Yeah, I guess yeah. it's not quite uh, half a percent or anything. Uh, it's also snowing out there today. We got like a nice six inches of snow this morning. The snow's a bit much. Yeah. <laughs> That's where you get the three percent. The snow. I gotta say, the snow seemed like a bit much today. The extra two like, percent been... is the snow. That's yeah. what gets to the three. It's... Uh. <laughs> uh, and of course, Kevin, you're here. It's always nice to see you. Uh, I'm very excited to do today's uh, podcast, the Great Uticast TV Tournament. So before we dig into the first round, which we will do all four brackets, the first round today, we'll do the first two in the first segment, and the second two in the next segment. I just want to talk real quickly about the format. Obviously, this is a March Madness bracket-style tournament. It is a knockout tournament. There are 64 teams, and it is broken up into four divisions. Animated television shows, dramas, game shows, the controversial game shows category that Justin hate has it. an issue with. He hates it. it. Uh, and live-action comedies. Now, I-, I-, I want to get a few things out of the way right off the bat. This was... I don't, I don't want to go out and say it was tough to put this list together, but it was hard to come up with, like, snap judgments on, like, let's say the seeding of these tournaments. It was tough to try and... Because it's all opinion-based. Yeah, seeding is pretty subjective. Seeding is just kind of like... We put things... Like, there's certain things that you'll certainly see a big show like Breaking Bad with a high seed, but, like, for the most part, it's not, like, down to the number as far as the seeds and the setup go. Yeah, we're, I'm trying I'm at my best. Yeah. You know what I mean? We almost even... Doesn't matter now. Random generated. 
We almost we random generated. Um, I think this would be good. Just throw sixteen and see what it came out. That would have been. Well, this helped because it did. It did let us uh, put a little bit of thought process into making the list. And we also something I think we said is we tried to set it to things that three of us have seen. Yeah, yeah, that's or another, have in common. And they're good matchups where some of the shows might compare a little bit, or the second yeah. round has intriguing because yeah, yeah. you're looking ahead. Capital a C, yeah, 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 yeah. professionals. Yeah, we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I've already thought about. We've talked briefly about. There's a lot of shows that didn't make the list, sort of because they defied like uh, quantity categorization, categorization yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and there's also a couple shows that people really wanted us to talk about. It seemed like that we just I didn't watch. I didn't yeah, watch. There, were, there were definitely yeah. shows. Didn't watch ER, so ER is not yeah, on this list. Yeah, uh, yeah. Didn't watch Community, so Community mm-hmm. was not on this list. Right. American Horror Story. I know some people really like it. I like American Horror, yeah. American Horror Story. has got seasons. Yeah. Seasons. Ups and downs. Uh, Black Mirror. I love. I just didn't know where on this list to put it. Yeah. Um, I could have elected Black Mirror to drama. To drama, I suppose. I think it is But key. it is different because it's a different story every once. Yeah. So how do you quantify it? Is it is key to note that we basically summed up shows we had seen to be able to discuss too, right? Like, yeah, we yeah. wanted so shows that... it's not that things are being left off because they're not great. It's just we don't have enough yeah. c- content. Oh, yeah. Right? Well, I, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that's exactly it. Like, when we're making these brackets, we're conscious of the fact that if we put a show in it that although everybody talks about it, it's a great show yep. of all time... If none of the three of us have watched it, there's no point in yeah. discussing it on the show. Yeah, there's even going to be a few shows on here that like one or two of us didn't watch, but some of us feel really strongly there's about. There's 16 right? trash shows in the game shows bracket, I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, you are so harsh <laughs> uh, on this one. game show bracket. Uh, so the rules will work this way. Um, because there are three of us, uh, we will each inspect the matchups and we will decide which of the two shows is better. Majority rules, so... Best two out of three, essentially. State your case. Whatever State criteria your case. you want, you make your vote. Yeah. Um, again, these are just us uh, us guys mm-hmm. doing this in the room, so it's not like I don't want to get tons of ats being like, oh, this is bullshit, blah, blah, blah. Like, just oh, relax. All the ats. All the ats. <laughs> maybe, maybe when we get down lower, when there's not so many polls to put up, you could get participation. Anyway, right yeah. now, there'd be 30-some-odd, you know. Yeah, it'd be here. It'd be such a pain. Well, we had discussed, and I don't know if it's going to happen, but we were talking about doing a more. If this is like the NCAA tournament of shows, we put together an NIT yeah. tournament yeah. where we all put in the weirdo oddball shows that we're passionate about and just make crazy cases for yeah yeah so keep sending shows so yeah. send those Jericho. shows to us yeah, Jericho. yeah that's, that's, what I'm yeah. that's our moment to show mystery science yeah. theater we yeah. put yeah. cbs's jericho on there Mark. Yeah. that's our time that's to, the top uh, that's the top run that's on netflix yeah. watch jericho don't watch any of these shows uh yeah so i guess before we get into it uh it is quarantine time have you guys yeah. been watching anything parking team watching anything i watched tiger king I, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, kevin just showed me the trailer for that yesterday the tiger king that's been that's been the main thing that netflix has been pushing this week just, yeah. yeah it was it was interesting i mean there's uh we talk about it with some things failing like upwards like netflix has been terrible with some of the original content at least the timing of it they Violent really shooter. couldn't have failed upwards better with you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they this literally fell into their lap and people should just start all watching Netflix all again. You know what I mean? So yeah. like whatever they lost to Disney Plus, they're making back up during quarantine time, I think. Uh, I haven't I've been playing a lot of Fallout. Like way too yeah. much you Fallout. You have been playing a lot of Fallout. Way too much Fallout. Uh, I know it. Deep in the wasteland. I, I know I, you know it. That's I know why. it. Um I'm aware that I'm playing too much of it. Uh <laughs> you know, Knowing what I'm doing too, uh, Pete and Pete, I found it on YouTube. So I'm starting all three seasons over. I got three full episodes. episodes. Full episodes. On yeah. YouTube? Yeah. I'll send you don't you have to link. have a YouTube TV or anything? No. I mean, if, if I keep talking about Ooh, it, I can't talk to it. <laughs> yeah, I'll send you the link. We'll save that for off the air so people don't get I got us. through three episodes. Um, There's like 39. So I'm going to try to plow through that during quarantine. Well, I think can, that'll be my. 
Kevin and I watched up. a couple full episodes, which is very rare, of another show that was borderline on game shows, which was uh, Kitchen Nightmares. They mm. put up a lot of the full episodes of that on yeah, yeah. on YouTube, which is an interesting concept because we only watch the clips. So when we, we watch like Gordon Ramsay clips, clips, it's like him yeah, yelling yeah. at so people. Did Hell's Kitchen go segment to segment? Like, was that a continuous team all through the end, or was that new teams every single? So episode? are you talking about? So there's three shows that Gordon Ramsay was, it was on like talking a season. about. Yeah. Season. So the team stayed for the whole like a Survivor type. Yeah, on Hell's Kitchen that. it was like two teams, yeah. and they were competing against each other, and then it got like whittled down. Yeah. Right as time yeah. goes on, then it's just like people leaving, and then just like the best three or four comp, you know, competitors left. Because that's pick one. Yeah. yeah. So Kitchen Nightmares is this: he goes to a restaurant that's like a shitty restaurant, and he tries to make it tries better. to make it better, right. and like confronts the people in yeah, this yeah. human drama. That's not necessarily and a game show. Not a game show. No, necessarily just a reality show. Uh, I looked this up by the way. Uh, the success rate for Gordon Ramsay to turn a restaurant around on Kitchen Nightmares is twenty eight point three percent. Which sounds not impressive until you imagine that all these restaurants are probably failing when he shows up. Sure. So to turn around like uh, 25% or better than a quarter of the, those restaurants is pretty good, actually. That's pretty impressive yeah. if you really think about it. Uh, all right. That's it. So uh, anything else you want to get out before we game start? Game shows. Them? How Kevin had the idea for game shows. Why we uh, picked them. I didn't have the idea for the category as a whole. Oh, but game one shows. of the things we were talking about with game shows, all I said is that... In order for it to make the game show bracket and for it to qualify, a game show has to have right. a winner. So it's not like a competition show with eliminations. It can't be a whole season. It's got to be... Yeah. There has to be a winner of the episode. Yeah, so you're or not going to see road rules, right? Yeah. Yeah, no road rules, survivor, no survivor. No survivor, yeah. none of that kind of thing. Yeah. American yeah. Idol, any of that type of stuff. None of that, yeah. Yeah, we tried to focus on traditionally like game A winner shows. at the end of the show, yeah. yeah. yeah Somebody yeah. wins $10,000 or something, mm-hmm. yeah. We're not generally learning these people's backstory. No. There's to be a winner of the episode. That's yeah. the... Yeah, all right, cool. Cool. All right. All right, so you guys ready to start? Sure. All right, so we're going to take a quick, 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 quick break, and then we'll be right back with the first round. Here we are, uh, round one of the Uticast Great TV Tournament. We will start with the hated game shows category that Justin has requested we start with. Uh, The number one seed, even though the seeds are kind of meaningless, The Price is Right. Taking on number 16, Nick Arcade. Uh, Does anyone need a recap on Nick Arcade for people out there? It was a video game themed kids game show. Yeah, there's some kids game shows mixed into this category for sure to sort of mix it up. Yeah, yeah. I think the seeding is important because traditionally a one seed does not lose to a 16, and I would make the argument that this will not be the case because Price is Right over Nick Arcade has got to be the slam dunk, correct? Yeah, I mean, Price is Right is an iconic game show, right? I don't, mm-hmm. I actually, hot take, I don't think Nick Arcade is a good game show. It's nostalgic. People are aware it exists. Where can you watch it now? God, YouTube, I think. Probably. I'm sure there's some, mm-hmm. like, Nickelodeon channel. 
Uh, I would have to say Price is right. I, yeah, is a, I think that's pretty clear. Yeah. I don't think there's... I, yeah. I do think Is so that what you're this, voting? Oh, yeah, really yeah. Right. Price is right. Like, yeah, so uh, we're all Price is right through. That's what I figured. Some of these seeds do kind of show where, like, there are legacy games, and right? Like, Price is right... <laughs> um, that's a legacy. That's, just, that's yeah. so strong. That's a number one seed, just it's like anything else. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you're in the NCAA tournament, you've only had three mm-hmm. losses all year, and, like, you know... <laughs> Whatever, you're a powerhouse yeah. coming in. That's I, just what it is. Good season. You know, it's like, dude, it's just strong. <laughs> yeah. Everybody I, knows it's there. It's reliable. You got white people just making shots. <laughs> all the day. I have two Nick Arcade takes. One, it was one of those game shows, at, another one we'll get to later on, uh, where it seemed like the last thing, like the the prize, like the contest at the end. How Double Dare has like the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. at the end, like the, the physical, final the final challenge, right? The final challenge. The final challenge of Nick Arcade seems so dauntingly hard. Like, I very rarely ever see anyone complete it. Well, because it was weird for a lot of people might not remember, because it's, like, sort of a weird, kind of obscure show if you're out there. It's, like, pre-green screen where people are trying to, like, move through a land while looking at a mm-hmm. screen. But it's the early it's 90s, terrible. so, like, none of that shit works. It's really Box TVs, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, they were trying to do something, but it was way ahead of its time. So it's cool, it's nostalgia, but, you know, R.I.P. Uh, yeah, so no love for, And number two, I'm surprised they haven't rebooted this now and the video game culture is more popular. Shout like some sort Woods. of. He's yeah. trying to. He'll get yeah, it one yeah. day. Yeah. Uh, all right, so here we go. The the really tough 9 8 seed here matchup. Number nine, What Would You Do? Which was the Mark Summers led sort of semi sequel to like Double Dare, I it guess. It was a different, yeah, it was a different game show he had. Uh, and then the classic 1970s game show, 1980s game show, Press Your Luck, which is most known for. The big wheel and no whammies, no whammies. Those little animations that would pop yeah, up on yeah. the screen. Uh, Kev, do you want to take the first go on this? I don't know if you have a strong um, take on either of these two shows. When I was a kid, I liked What Would You Do a lot. I yeah. always preferred it to Double Dare. I think it's better than Double Dare in almost every respect. Um, but I haven't watched it in so long. And like I was a kid, so I don't really know. But if I had to put something on, like if I was on YouTube watching weird game shows, or more likely if you were on YouTube watching weird yeah. game shows. <laughs> more likely. And I was there. Um... <laughs> I would rather see an episode of Pressure Luck than No Whammy is iconic, so i got to say Pressure Luck. Yeah, uh, I, I would like to say, what would you do to force I Parkinson? I really can't remember exactly what was on it. What would you do? Well, all I remember about what would you do is they had that big wall with the numbers, mm-hmm. right? At the end of the day, like, if you were in the crowd, you could be like, all right, who's got number seven or whatever? Yeah, yeah. You can come down, and you could open the thing, and you might get a pie in the face yeah. or, like, a score <laughs> to something, but you might win some sort of, like, uh, Nickelodeon swag and then Mark yeah. some. Has Mark Summers ever been hit with a pie? I think I've looked this up on the internet. Has anyone ever just, like, bit the bullet? The only one. You think me and Kevin looked that up? I would look that up. <laughs> That's all you, buddy. Uh, no, I love Pressure Luck. And Parkinson, you have the board up. I think you want to talk about Pressure Luck here. I, can I see. do love Pressure Luck. I have a many items of Pressure Luck. You do have the Pressure Luck t-shirt. t-shirts and collectible things. Um... Yeah, we watched the documentary about the guy that cheated, right? Yeah, like, just, that helps just a lot. that in nature, I think, kind of swings it to Press Your Luck. Table. We've actually watched stuff that, about Press Your Luck that's not even the game show. Yeah, know? that's a really cool documentary about Press Your Luck. I think it was on YouTube, right? It There's, is, yeah. You can get it on the internet, but it's about a guy who cheated back then. He won. <laughs> like, he figured out the algorithm to stop it and keep winning the prizes and winning this unprecedented run where, like, he went for days and days being the champion. Super dramatic. And he was cheating, but, like, they couldn't stop him. They had to keep paying him. It was a great documentary. That's what makes this a real dark horse for me. Coming in, Pressure price luck, right. yeah. Uh, price your man. luck and price is right. Knowing mm-hmm. the Michael backstory, because um, price is right's got some price fixing too. It'd be a good debate over the best cheating show, perhaps next round. Oh, there you go. Well, you got to think about price is right. We'll, we'll get to price right. <laughs> we'll, we'll move on. I want to move on. All right. So going on to the five twelve seed matchup, yep. uh, number five. Deal. So wait, we all voted. Did we all vote pressure luck. Pressure luck. Yeah, pressure luck did move Clear on. Okay. Cleared through. All right. So number five, number twelve matchup. Number five. Deal or no deal. 
mm-hmm. the legendary Howie Mandel show where he stands in front of briefcases mm-hmm. and you decide how much money's in. You try to figure out how much money you yeah, have. Yeah. And then, of course, the family, the other Mark Summers vehicle, Double Dare. I guess this also includes family Double Dare. We'll include those as like one yeah, it's show. All, all, double, all, all, yeah. all bearing. That's another rule I forgot to mention. We're including essentially all incarnations of yes. any show that they have on yep. here. So yeah, Pressure sure. Walks had many variations. A Family Feud type mm-hmm. will have a bunch of variations. So, uh, does, who wants to take the first run on this one? I went last, so Justin. Go Justin, ahead. go first. You take the first run on. on so. Deal or No Deal is a show that I think everybody knows, and I think everybody knows Double Dare to an extent. Mm. What I'm going to argue against with Double Dare is that the third question, when it like comes around, is like, what do you like to do in your free time? It's like, uh, chew bubble gum, right? Like, it's just yeah. something stupid to get them to have to play a <laughs> yeah. uh, game. So I think the show has like some lull moments where the people mm-hmm. just aren't that mm-hmm. quick, and they're yeah. asking like real stupid things just to get them. And also, half of the game's... Are damn near impossible. Yeah, you have twenty seconds to catch twelve eggs in this basket with a blindfold on. You're like, okay, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, Double Dare is really the prime example of like games that are meant more for entertainment of the viewer than any actual winning. Yeah, look at these people yeah. doing zany stuff. Yeah, watch these people. So you're taking deal or no deal is what I'm getting. If here. I was playing a game, I got asked to go on one show right now. I would want. I would want to be on Deal or No Deal. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Deal or No Deal is dark horse for me. I like that show. Uh, I'll go. I'll go here on this. I I like Deal or No Deal a lot, and there's a fair chance that I would take No Deal, Deal or No Deal against a lot of other shows on this list. So I'm gonna take Double Dare because I think Double Dare is iconic in a particular way. I I, I always that obstacle course at the end of Double Dare. Nobody ever is wins re- the jeep. No one ever <laughs> wins the jeep. <laughs> yeah, they only had one jeep. Uh, I'm gonna take Double Dare. Just because I, I let you're right, like the in between parts between the physical challenges and the course at the end are. It's funny. The questions will be like, "What's two plus two? Four. What's the capital of Yugoslavia? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Dare, double dare, physical challenge. Yeah, of course you're going to physical challenge. That question was meant for you to go to physical challenge, yeah. but I appreciate that. So I'm going to take double dare here. Yeah. Uh, so, so I'm the tiebreaker then. You're a tiebreaker on this. Guy. I got to say, I think something you're going to see, especially in the game show bracket, but somewhat in the animated too, is it's tough sometimes because double dare. Like, you watched a ton if you were a kid of a certain age, and there's all this nostalgia there. But when it actually comes to not what you would want to be on, what you would want to watch, I got to go with Deal or No Deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like Deal or No Deal a lot. Yep. Um, it just It's more compelling to watch now. I feel like if I were to try to watch Double Dare right now, I would put it on. It would be, you know, maybe 20, 30, maybe 45 top spinners. I'm like, all right, I get it. I see yep. what's going on here. But, like, that's... Now that I've taken the curio out and looked at it, there's not much more to get from it. But I like the game theory from Deal or No Deal. I like Howie Mandel. I like the high pressure, the way they're making offers yep. and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Plus, the live crowd really heightens it up. They do a lot of tension, and they build a lot of tension and drama into their show. The everyday men trying to win big bucks. Deal or No Deal is a Riveting. surprisingly compelling show. It's, it's, it's like, like deeply the first, deal for a while, It's the man. first it's hit like, since Millionaire, really, in yeah. the game show genre, It's a great too, point. It really gets overlooked later on. But and, it did start all of this stuff. Where NBC has game shows, ABC, yeah. all the, all summer long now. Tough draw here for Double Dare, I think. So Double Dare eliminated. I mean, Deal or No Deal moves on. When yeah. you look at Nick Arcade, what would you do in Double Dare? That's like a small conference, you know, real strong season, but just getting a tough draw, right? Tough like, draw, yeah, like mid-majors. Yeah. Well, that yeah. also goes to show when I said, like, those are all three of those are nostalgic Nickelodeon shows yep. that, like, we build up in the lionized version of our childhood, you know what I mean, that we all have and carry with us. But at the end of the day, yeah, there's better shows. 
Uh, all right, moving on to the uh, thirteen and four matchup. Your thirteen team, uh, thirteen match, Family Feud. The Family Feud, all incarnations, Man. versus number four, Wheel of Fortune. Man, could be a low seed for Wheel of Fortune. That might be kind of a, a harsh, a harsh call. Uh, I find Family Feud to feel. I'll start here since I didn't start your one yet. Uh, I find Family Feud to be very low rent looking. When you're watching, True. it's a really tough True. like watch. It feels like you're watching a show from 1983. It's not necessarily a bad thing. It just feels very low rent. And always, I also question all the time who the people they're polling are. When they're like, uh, 100 people surveyed, who? What 100 people? Who are you calling? Uh, yeah, Family Feud feels like it frustrates me more. Uh, Wheel of Fortune is iconic, but it's not my favorite of the iconic shows. I would take Wheel of Fortune, but uh, only because I'm not in love with Family Feud. See, I was saying... Don't cover your mouth. We, sorry, sorry, sorry. When we do uh, this brackets, I was talking about recency bias, mm-hmm. and we watch a lot of Wheel of Fortune. We watch a lot of Wheel of Fortune. So that's on like the top of my mind. So that's a hard sell to come off. However... I'm looking at Steve Harvey. <laughs> you love Steve Harvey. SNL, right? Furthermore, Keenan Thompson is Keenan Steve Tom- Harvey. Yeah, see? <laughs> I think I'm thinking about more Keenan Thompson playing Steve Harvey. Mm-hmm. Classic host, the guy from uh, Tool Time there. He was the host for yeah. Richard Karn. Yeah, Richard Karn, yep. Yeah, Al Louis Moore Anderson. Louis Anderson swinging <laughs> that show for a while. Hunter Peoples um, Harvey. Yeah. And... Survey says. Survey says. Vote yeah. for the feud. Vote for the feud. <laughs> Kevin, you're the deciding vote I'm again. I'm the deciding vote again. Come oh, me, man. I guess. Uh, arbiter, arbiter of truth and justice. Um, I think Family Feud can be really strong because with some of the hosts. I like I like to see Steve Harvey. I like all that. But Wheel of Fortune's got that consistency. It's been past Ajax and Vanna since the true. beginning of time. That's true. And like slotted heavy. Like they're on before TV shows are on. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're on at like 7 o'clock or whatever it See, is before any of the late night lineups start. And that's better than daytime, so uh, I gotta go wheel. Yeah. Plus, yeah. I like a word game, too. I feel like I'm playing that game, whereas Family Feud, I'm more laughing at the interludes between... Yeah, you if know, the family's the not good, you're real trouble. 100% yeah. too. And so, since it, because it varies so much on hosts, too. Like, I don't want to watch Louis Anderson, but I'd be happy to watch Steve Harvey. You know what? I'll, I'll say one last like, thing. I'll say one last thing. I'll say one last thing about Family Feud, though. I actually like the final challenge on Family Feud. Yeah, you got to come thing. out and do the quick list. And I think about like shows. You, a lot of times you watch a game show, especially all the ones we're talking about. These lists, these like common ones, yeah. and you're like, I could do that. I could go out there and do that. But could you do it with the pressure yeah, with someone Steve watching Harvey you, the live studio that. audience? Eyes cracking you? Yeah, cracking you. Yeah, cracking you up. Yeah, he's yeah. out there. He's giving you a hard time. Yeah. So, I like Family Feud. I just think the Wheel of Fortune, that legacy. That yeah, legacy. I like the consistency argument that Kevin said, too. It's there. You know what you're getting. You know, yeah, yeah. the host, uh, you know, Vanna, all that stuff. So, yeah, it does carry a lot of weight. All right, so we'll move on to the three. Senior heavy team. <laughs> it's Wheel of Fortune. We'll move on to 314. This one makes my heart hurt. Number three, uh, who wow. wants to be a millionaire? Number 14, American Gladiators. Um... Who's up first? You go first on this one, since you were the decider on the last two. Um, I mean... Who wants to be a millionaire, man? I, you Don't you tell me. I, Gladiators is so good. I know it is. Yeah. I'm, I'm struggling with Gladiators this one. Gladiators is so good. And Gladiators is a bit on the edge of being a game show, but somebody wins the episode. Yeah, there's always a, yeah. So it counts as a game show. Yeah. Um, which one would you actually rather turn on and watch? 
I would take Gladiators straight up over any of the other legacy shows we've gone through so far, except for maybe Deal or No Deal, but it's tough to turn away Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I'm taking Gladiators. Gotta Oof. do it. Gotta take American Gladiators. Part, do you want to go or you want me to go? The things that these people do, all those different gladiators. We played those games a ton when I was a kid in the neighborhood. They're iconic characters. Uh, you got to read his film. Yeah, that's He's out I there. Mean, the lights are on you. It's millionaire, man. He swept the country. Yeah, it's, I mean, that was oh, the game show of all game shows. Like, it's the a fact hard that decision, we have it as a number about. three and even gladiators as a 14, those are two tough seeds for both. Tough seeds for both. Millionaire can make a real argument for number one seed, number two seed territory. They they were snubbed. So you think this could have been Price is Right? Price is Right could have been Right should be in this three seed, if you're asking me. <laughs> I think the committee uh, got it all wrong. So what do you pick? <laughs> Tough draw. What are you taking here? Man, I like the second round matchup. If <laughs> if we're going with, I think Gladiators can make a run. I'm going to go Gladiators with the first up. Wow. Gladiators. Wow. Yeah. Oh, Come man. Come on to Gladiators Island with me. Oh. <laughs> I'm looking at the matchup afterwards to see wow. where they can run. If they oh, can get through man. Millionaire, they're... Man, Gladiators. See, I loved American Gladiators. My only issue, and I, it doesn't matter, right? You, American Gladiators going through two to one. I'll say Millionaire. So make the case for Millionaire. My only, uh, my only argument against Gladiators is Gladiators feels like it changes every couple seasons, and you can barely watch early season American Gladiators. It's not, not good. Millionaire though. No, those are the best seasons with of Meredith Millionaire. As, like the host. Those are not as good. The second half of Millionaire falls off after the first couple. And now seasons. there's like. Text a friend and well, all these back quirky changes because the technology oh, yeah. has changed. Mm-hmm. You can't even call a friend anymore. I mean, they won't even answer. American Gladiator <laughs> has the joust, which <laughs> where you yeah, stand on those high impact pillars. Games. Yeah, which is amazing. Yeah, um, I think. Yeah, I don't feel bad about that. I think <laughs> something with the game shows that you have to take into consideration that probably won't be the same when we get to like um, sitcoms, read the dramas, mm-hmm. or even mm-hmm. animated. Is that with game shows you got to ask yourself if I'm going to turn on an episode. Yeah. If it's just I turn on the TV and this episode is there, maybe two episodes, what am I going to get bang for my buck on these two episodes? That's true. And I'll take watching an episode of Gladiators over catching some random Regis yeah, got some bizarre I guy agree. on the show asking him questions. I agree. And yeah. that's what I fell back on, too, is that uh, Gladiators for me was uh, wake up point. at, like, what was it, 10 o'clock in the morning, yeah. 11 o'clock in the morning on USA on school, summer vacation type of deal, and yeah, you would yeah. get, like, two episodes out of mm-hmm. it or whatever the during assault. that summer block. I can honestly say I've probably seen damn near every episode, every episode yeah. just because it was yeah, on during man. that summer block when we yeah. were home from vacation and stuff. And Millionaire, lots of episodes. It's a prime for an upset. They're the prime candidate yeah. for an upset. They got the tough seed. A fond farewell. You got to say Millionaire, Millionaire, when it was on and it was at its best. Yeah. The very first couple seasons, when it was like appointment television. It was yeah. really good to watch. It is tough to go back and watch it on YouTube if you're like watching clips. It doesn't it's really, not does not interesting at all. Yeah. It's Syracuse without being able to shoot wow. three. First That's big upset. Wow. Yeah. Number 14 seed, American Gladiators. Oh. All right. Real boy, you talk about tough draws in the first. We're talking round. about the nostalgia matchup. You think about look at second round prospects too. Is what I'm liking uh, here. What what a match. Number eleven, uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Number six, do 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 you have it? Guts, guts, uh, guts on Nickelodeon, the kids version, I guess, of American Gladiator. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. Can, I, can I go first? Go first, yeah, um, yeah, please. I love Legends of the Hidden Temple. From the color scheme to like the barracuda, you know the team names and all the that blue stuff. Blue barracudas, yeah, the monkeys, monkeys yeah, 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 all that was dope. But Silver to snakes. say that me and my sister didn't religiously watch a shit ton of guts all the time, all day long when it was on, 
not yeah. want to build our own like yeah. guts courses similar to gladiators mm-hmm. and stuff like guts is in that american gladiators territory for me where you just i can't resist the the physical oh the yeah, ch- yeah mm-hmm. just a, it's it's a good some of the stuff is dumb but if i'm stacking these two shows network wise against each other i'm probably watching guts more than I'm watching Legends of the Hidden Temple. Mm. Kev, you want to take I like one? them both. Yeah, I do. Um, I'm, I'm going to go the other way. And I'm going Legends mm. of the Hidden Temple. I like the extra... First of all, I think the temple... The temple wouldn't exist if you didn't have the aggro crag first. I, we all know that. You <laughs> know what I mean? We had that, we had, The aggro crag had to crawl so mm. the temple could yep. run. Because... <laughs> even though like you're overcome by the Shrine of the Silver Monkey and those temple guards all the time... You've got the team names, you've got the added historical element, which I always thought was cool. And I mm-hmm. like the way the rounds were separated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought it was cool that it was a team instead of like, you know, sort of like athletic speed trials and a lot of things. Yeah. I liked all the extraness to it. Um, so I gotta go with Legends of the Hidden Temple. Oh man. Sam, what do you think? Break that tie. I just I'm gonna tell mm. you, Mo. 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 Oh, wow. Mo. <laughs> you might have just swayed it. You actually, I think you did. You Mo. might have just swayed it. Because I, uh, I got to tell you, I was... Yo, yo, but wait a minute. Olmec. Olmec. Oh, yeah, yeah. Olmec. Uh, so, so let, me, time, let me say this. Time. Give me As the Mo it, and Olmec show. Yeah, Olmec. <laughs> uh, Hidden Temple suffers from one of the things we've talked about a couple times. Certainly not those Flames t-shirts. No. <laughs> the, the Temple run seems impractical and impossible. Like, how often... I, I, the success rate is really low. We've looked this up as well, like, yeah. in terms of how many people actually complete it. It's mm-hmm. not good. <laughs> but it is super compelling, and the set itself is amazing. And all the games they come up with, they actually have some pretty physical games on there. You stay in that big wheel, and mm-hmm. you spin around in a circle. Um, the trivia to I stuff definitely, the things, right? That yeah, the steps. Trivia, steps yeah. and knowledge. Yeah, you know, steps and knowledge. <sighs> They had Mike O'Malley, though. Mike O'Malley! <laughs> because over the years, I've constructed a narrative that Mike O'Malley and Mo uh, had a one-night affair that Mo regrets. So every time she sees him on TV, she, like, hates his guts. He's like, you're gonna go to the leaderboard, Mo! And she's like, Mike, you piece of crap, I hate you so much. Anyway, the going through the rubber balls of the... the... Oh, man. That's a kid's show. That's fine. I still can build narrative. There's narrative for things. Uh, I liked it. I thought it was interesting. Uh, no, I... God, this is tough. Make the call. The 6 11 matchup. Oh, uh, Hidden Temple. Hidden Temple. Uh, Hidden Temple. Down, down to the buzzer. Down to the buzzer. Our Hidden first Temple. Buzzer beater. Um, I think with Hidden Temple, I really think the swag and Olmec goes a long way. Like, just the theatrics of it. I, it's the I perfect was, split between American Gladiators for the kids. I it's was like here, one splits into the storytelling and the imagery, the other one is straight athletic competition. I was here, admittedly, for the Guts Gladiators argument. That's that's sort of where my head's at. I wanted at. to see where, the only, where you would have... The, here's the thing. if you for, At gunpoint, I say Hidden Temple. <laughs> right? But I think about it. I just complained about Hidden Temple having the, the temple run at the end where no one finishes it. With the crag, everyone finishes it. Yeah. No matter some everybody finishes it at the end, mm. so it's a race. Is that better or worse? Mm. Because everybody finish. I'm sticking with I'm sticking with Temple. I'm talking myself. I'm sticking with Hidden Temple. <laughs> We're gonna move on to the next matchup. Next uh, better. I would have taken Gladiators over Guts. I would have taken Gladiators over Guts as well. So, yeah. I don't know how many. I don't know what I'm gonna do about Temple. Uh, all right. Are you refilling your coffee? Yeah. All right. So I'll start with the seventh round. Uh, seven ten matchup here. Uh, and I'll go first on this one. Number seven match, seven matches. Iron Chef. No, no, no. So seven, 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 seven seed, right? Number seven seed, Iron Chef versus number ten, the weakest link. Uh, this is an easy one for me, painfully easy. I absolutely love 
original Japanese dubbed over late night uh, Food Network Iron Chef. I think it's mm-hmm. the best, uh, one of my favorite food game shows ever created. Uh, the American the grandfather, yeah. the grandfather of all the food shows yeah. you watch now. Uh, I do find the American version to be inferior. Sure. I find it to be not unwatchable necessarily, but they're trying. They can't tell how sure. seriously to take it. It's not meta. It's like me- they're trying to be meta, but it's can not. You, Iron Chef might be wide enough for people. Can you say real quick what Iron Chef is? Oh, in case yeah, sure, somebody sure. doesn't watch it, because Iron Chef might be esoteric content for some sure. folks. Sure, for some folks, Iron Chef was a show where chefs from around the world would come and challenge these particular iron chefs. They were the top chefs of particular types of cuisine. So basically like boss chefs. Boss like chefs. Master chefs. They yeah. have like three of them yeah. and you pick who you want to take a run uh, at. The most famous was a guy named uh, Masahiro Morimoto who was Iron Chef Japan. He was like the OG king of the Iron Chefs. Yeah, he yeah. was unreal. And these chefs would come in and they would challenge him and they would give them a secret ingredient that they didn't know until right before yeah. the show starts. So you're a chef. You come in, you get to pick who you challenge, but you don't know what the secret ingredient is. You don't know what the secret ingredient is. And each is. chef had a specialty. So one was like French, one was Italian, one was like Asian mm-hmm. cuisine, whatever like that. It's a great show. Um, mm-hmm. The American version fell flat for me a little bit. It just didn't... The old Japanese yeah. dubbed version yeah. is a real artifact, um, but it's not. It's got a little more, yeah. Weakest Link, on the other hand, sort of a burn bright, fade out quickly well, that's kind of show. Well, that's was that England first? So are we voting? Did you vote? Who's voting? Oh, I'm picking Iron Chef. I'm going Iron Chef. Yeah, that's a queen. Yeah, I gotta say, Weakest Link is uh, probably the weakest link in the bracket for me. I'm out on that. Yeah. I never really yeah. watched it. Interesting. it was, they sort of capitalized yeah. on catchphrase. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. catchphrases and can go that sometimes, was a but they never foreign last. show, and they brought her over too, right? That was an Iron Chef concept, yeah. right? So it was bigger in another country. It came over here. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it kind of ran its course or whatever, but. Yeah, you can't beat a good cooking show, and there's not enough representation out I, here for cooking shows. I kind of so liked I'm, the... I'm into it. The idea of The Weakest Link was okay, right? It was like you pick at the end of the round who you thought was the weakest person in the team, and you vote them out, like, per round. It was kind of a... I suppose. I feel like I don't even remember enough about it. I didn't watch much of it at the time. Well, basically, Sam Popular would be our Weakest Link after this round, and yeah. she'd say goodbye. You know what I think it was for, for Weakest Link more than almost anything? It was a flash in the pan, but popular at a time where I was never at home watching TV. Like, mm-hmm. it was getting popular when I was out. Like, yep. you know, you're hanging out with your friends, doing something every night, going yeah. somewhere. I want to say in front of the TV. it was kind of one of those challengers to Millionaire mm-hmm. early on, too. And that was, like, the idea is that it was trying to draw yeah. some It was a continuation. Yeah, they yeah. were trying to they were trying to mine the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire yeah. vein. Yeah. But much like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, it looks like Weakest Link is right out. Yeah. Wow. That is unreal. Uh, so we got one left in the first round. That is correct. Number 15. Well, first uh, for game shows. That's correct. First uh, round, yeah. First yeah. round for the game show. Number 15, game. Fear Factor. The 15 seed. And uh, number two, Jeopardy. Mm. Uh, I mean, this is this also I, feels... Uh, I'm not... This is... Yeah. Jeopardy could have been a one seed as well. Jeopardy could have been a one seed as well. Jeopardy probably should have been a one seed. Yeah. I think I think if we've been yeah the selection committee could have made Jeopardy a one seed yeah millionaire maybe a two prices right down to I never like really watched Fear Factor um, wild to think that's what Joe Rogan did he's made a wild uh, news radio too. world for himself yeah yeah stand up comedy quite the quite uh, a bit. yeah he's a quite Jack the hodgepodge yeah. yeah master of none a lot of a lot of a lot of left turns off that off the guy's path yeah. Um, Jeopardy is just it's the all time OG classic Alex Trebek Jeopardy it is game show like I mean, yep. it's a cliche saying but when you look up game show in the dictionary it's gonna be it's awesome. that blue board and Trebek and the whole thing it's easily the show we watch the most yeah it's you, could a- you could ask almost anybody in America and they could hum that music everybody knows Jeopardy mm-hmm. yeah. you know all right, so that's game shows in the first round. I guess biggest upset here is Gladiators over Millionaire. Uh, I guess not that surprised. I'm a little surprised. Just a little tiny, tiny bit surprised. All right, so that was pretty good. Let's move on to 
a highly controversial category, I feel like. I already got some flack from somebody for putting Seinfeld as the number one seed, by the way, for live-action comedy. Mm-hmm. What else was I supposed to put? Uh, by the way, I don't know what other show would have been a number one seed for live-action comedy. The besides... Office. <coughs> it's a three Friends. seed. It's right there. They're, right, they're all right probably, there. Chappelle getting the Chappelle's two. Chappelle's two. That's right. Ugh. Chappelle, you can't make Chappelle. Yeah. yeah Chappelle can't on, be a two here. You got to put in The Office um, as a one or a two with Friends following up with Seinfeld there. Yeah. Oh, people question why Frazier's not on here. Uh, I just didn't. I don't. We don't watch it. I don't really um, watch yeah, Frazier. Frazier. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Sure, it's fine. It yeah. never rang. People tell me I would like it, but I tried to watch it. It's didn't. Four I can't. Cheers. I have a tough time. Ooh, That's like a mm. weird spinoff. <laughs> All right, so let's start with uh, let's start with an easy one. One sixteen matchup. The number one seed Seinfeld versus the number sixteen seed, which snuck right in over Golden Girls at the very end. Boy Meets World. Oh, is that what it rousted? Rousted Golden Girls. I put Boy Meets World in the original. When we were doing selection, I suggested Boy Meets World over Family Matters. Um, I liked Family Matters a lot when we were kids, but Boy Meets World was, like, huge for me. I still, you can watch those first couple seasons of Boy Meets World before it became parody of itself, and it's still good I kind of, I kind of feel like my memories of Boy Meets World are very fragmented. Like, mm-hmm. I don't remember much of watching, like, the show or the series of stories. I just remember the characters here and there and, like, it popping yeah. on, but I don't know if it resonated with me in any particular like long lasting way outside mm. of like Big Van Vader was on there that one yeah. time. Mr. Feeney. Mr. Feeney, yeah, I yeah. guess, um, yeah. Topanga, his brother, it was mm-hmm. Eric. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean historically tough draw, one sixteen, right? <laughs> Boy Meets yeah. World's getting the, the I almost, I'm glad but, I mean, I'm glad that I snuck Boy Meets World in there as like just a, almost an honorable mention at this yeah. point. Yeah. And if you go back, it's crazy because you watch I think that first season, maybe first two seasons or so before they become like self aware and start marketing a show towards the demographic, it's kind of a different show. Yeah. It's actually really funny. Like some of those mm-hmm. early seasons. Mm-hmm. Then they grow up and you watch these people age and I grew up with it, but at the end of the day, Seinfeld is a juggernaut. You yeah. know what I mean? One Seinfeld the, is just absolutely Yeah. I think that's an appropriate one. Rubber to see. stamp it. Yeah. It's I think like that's the about king right. when it was on the air, it's the king of uh, what do you call it, syndication, you know, people were paying tons of money for streaming rights. Everybody loves a good Seinfeld episode. I'm curious to see if Seinfeld has fallen off in the modern era in any particular way as we move farther on down this list like will we find arguments for stuff later on that because Seinfeld will Seinfeld start to feel a little dated and start to lose some of that fastball as we get farther away from it I wonder I or is it timeless comedy I guess streaming is bringing it back on like a second life I think yeah. like Hulu did yeah. wonders for Seinfeld because there's a whole generation of people remember who don't just watch TBS at yeah. 6 and 6.30 for the back to back block of Seinfeld anymore mm-hmm. like we probably would have you know we can see I mean we see a lot of times where old shows get like a resurrection cycle and like they're streaming and stuff like that and Seinfeld seems prime one of the, one of the biggest things for them that I think maybe they haven't had the run like the, something like the Friends had or some mm-hmm. of these other things that get reinvigorated yep. is because they were sort of cordoned off on Hulu Island yep. not even Everybody had the Hulu. People don't want to watch the ads. They don't want to pay the extra yep. to fit them on Netflix. I think it's primed for people to kind of come back around on it. It's the new office on Netflix now. I mean, what are we, that's what they're going to replace it with. It's going to give you just as much as The Office probably did on Netflix. Yeah. People don't want Seinfeld religious. It, I, I don't I think wonder. it hits the same way. No the commercials, does. like nonstop they... episodes. Man. Uh, yeah, it's we're, we're going to talk a lot about Seinfeld. So let's let's move past right. it for now because we're right. definitely. Right. I feel like we're going to have more conversations about Seinfeld. Let's talk sure. about. Maybe the worst matchup that for me personally in this entire bracket in any category from conflict standpoint. Or yeah, this, conflict okay. standpoint. Okay. Number nine, Fresh Prince of Bel Air versus number eight, Parks and Recreation. Mm. Is a really mm. is a really heartbreaker tough. in the first round, huh? For somebody uh, <laughs> who, want, who, want, who wants to go first here in this one. 
I can go first if you want. I'll get mine out of the way. Here. I can go. I feel I feel pretty confident about. Go mine. ahead. Go ahead. Um, I gotta take Parks and Rec. Mm. I have to. I Fresh Prince is great, and I watch so much of it, and there's there's so much there, and it's amazing. And this is a tough draw, but like Parks and Rec, I can put on Parks and Rec literally anytime and watch it endlessly. I think Parks and Rec benefits greatly from being a more focused show instead of a multi-cam sitcom with the mm. live audience. I think it gains a lot from the narrative focus, and there's a lot less throwaway episodes. Um, I love Parks and Rec, man. Can't do without it. In this matchup, at least, compared to Fresh Prince. What are you going to take or you want me to go? You can go ahead. Man, I watched Fresh Prince of Bel-Air every single day on the way with my parents. My, my parents loved it. My stepdad loved it. I loved it. I thought it was the coolest damn show. I thought Will was like the coolest guy. Uh, I just thought it was so damn funny. And then, weirdly, sometimes when the show got serious, and it's interesting as you get through Fresh Prince... You can sort of see Will Smith becoming a better actor. Yeah. Like, his his range gets a lot better. You know, the famous episode with him and Uncle Phil and Why Don't You Love Me? And he's crying and shit. Like, that, that was heavy shit at times. Like, I remember watching that. I love Parks and Recreation. I think Parks and Recreation is a really, really well-crafted television show. I don't think either of these shows is going to get past Seinfeld for me. Mm. We'll talk about that when the time comes. I'm going to take Fresh Prince. Fresh I, I love. It was so important wow. to me. It was mm. so important to me when I was a kid. It was like really like my favorite. That's a fair take. There's fair. no wrong picks in yeah. this matchup. You know oh, what I mean? Man. Like, there's no. It sucks though because I do love Parks and Rec a lot. Parks and Rec. Yeah. There are but... iconic episodes for Fresh Prince, which are the skiing one. When the skiing yell, one. And he goes down the thing or whatever. The basketball <laughs> one. Carlton steals the basketball and whips on the half court shot. <laughs> yes. This is. The... I know I picked Parks However. and Rec like when Uncle Phil has the pool cue and the pool. <laughs> oh. Or what's when he I, shows up and he's the lawyer and they're in jail in that small town. I mean, I know I picked Parks and Rec and I'm making the Fresh Prince case, but I, I, however, I'm going to side with Kevin on Parks and Rec because on uh, was half-ass internet research when I was looking, yeah. I knew this was going to be a tough one. <clears throat> Will Smith is not happy with like his Fresh Prince stuff these days. Like he says, he can't go back in like watching it such. So if it's not good enough for the Fresh no, that's Prince just... himself. I'm going to have to take Parks and Rec out of my own personal things. Like, what, what's the problem with Fresh Prince, Will Smith? He just moved past it. He's having, a midlife, he's having a midlife crisis. He doesn't have enough real problems. That's fine. He's and so he's out money. first round bounce in the midlife mm, crisis. Then. So Fresh Prince out. Because of la- lack of Will, first Mil- Will Smith's appreciation for that show. Why don't you love it, man? It would take That's a show sorry. with as deep of a cast and bench as Parks and Rec to beat all the great yeah. characters. I mean, yeah. Fresh iconic Pr- characters. Uncle jazz. Phil, Carlton, yeah. Jazz, That's Bill. a tough draw. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Hillary. Hillary is amazing. Yep. Hillary Jeffries. And like Jeffrey <laughs> Butler, the shame of a nation. Look up Jeffrey the Butler, the shame of a nation. nation. It's oh, unreal God. content. My oh, God, man. there are some classics there. Wow. All right, we're dragging a little bit, so I'm going to move on to the next matchup. Number five matchup, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, the second Larry David heavy appearance so here. So five seed. Five seed, pardon five me. Seed, I keep yeah. saying that. Versus 12 seed, Full House. Uh, I... I do not bounce it. I don't know how don't Full know House made it in the bracket. Just so I can <laughs> shit on it. Um, I mean, when I was I would have put a heater and stuck in Eastbound and Down over that one. Yes. We can talk about Eastbound and Down if you want instead and of Full NIT, House. Maybe. Maybe. Instead, maybe. Eastbound yeah. is the monster yeah. in the NIT I tournament. We didn't get any, that would have been uh, the HBO matchup. No McBride, Danny no McBride Vice Principals either. Yeah, wow. I don't get Full House. I don't get Full House. Full House isn't for you. It was. When you were a child. Yeah. 
It was an important show when we were kids. That was a big time show. Yeah, but like but... we were kids. Some stuff, some stuff translates into a little more timeless. Yeah. Some stuff is more of the time. Yeah, it's too sweet, saccharine. Like there's still lessons that I guess could be got from there, but mm. you just you need content with a little bit more edge. I'm you thinking... know what I mean? Like that's directly aimed at like soft range people. I'm yeah, sorry. It's iconic TV but... characters though that I think back onto. Like obviously, like, I'm, I'm going to go with. Curb. I don't watch a ton of Curb. I watch it with, with you guys. Um... But I would watch that. Well, I would. (laughs) You should be watching more. Um, I would watch that over Full House, no problem. Like that seems to be the logical thing. Curb is one of the funniest shows I've ever seen, and like Full House doesn't really make you laugh outside of like a weird, out of context. It did during yeah during a different time. Joey and Uncle Jesse and Kimmy Gibbler. You were a child. Those guys. Yeah, it's a tough. It's not going to win many games in the tournament anyways, no, but... No. This was a sympathy vote for Full House. Yeah. They needed to get one TGI Friday. Uh, this one could have been a couple of different shows, though. Women's well, Rules TGI Friday. Oh, that's true. I guess you're right. Uh, all right, moving on Full to... Full House on Tuesdays, actually. Kind of a tough... Speaking of tough draws, number 13 seed, uh, that 70s show. Pulling up against a low fourth seed for yeah. Friends. Man, mm-hmm. the committee, terrible seeding. Um, Who wants to go first on that? Uh, Justin, you seem to have tough, uh, like, you like both these shows. Give me your take on what's your pick here. I know it's going to lose, so I'm going to make the argument for it. Yeah, I was going to say, um, yeah. That 70s show, mm-hmm. I remember where I was when I watched it for the first time when the episode debuted on Fox, way back when. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those shows because of syndication and... It, it is friends for me as a teenager as much as friends was like friends for my mom at that time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it was on all of the time. It lasted a long time. However, it does suffer, which friends didn't have was the cast starting to leave before it finished. Imagine friends with yeah, only three I think that's... characters left. They would have struggled through two or three seasons, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I think so, that's the key. And that's why I'm going to end up taking friends yeah. on this because these shows are actually they're not like, too dissimilar in terms of their arcs. Hangout yeah. comedy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like six people, you know, yeah. hanging out in the space. Hanging out, basically. dating each other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I actually find... Getting into shenanigans. Getting all sorts of shenanigans. I find early episodes of that 70s show to be a little bit more interesting and creative. They do a lot more yeah. interesting stuff. They well, sort of settle into just a, a, a Beats sitcom with, like, good characters after. As all sitcoms do, they eventually yeah. settle in and yeah. sort yeah. of, like, morph. I say they Red Foreman might be the single best character on both shows. Yeah. Though. Like, he mm-hmm. might be a better Ooh. character than anybody on Ooh. either show. Well, like I just watched uh, Dine and Dash. Remember that episode when Tecauso takes them all out to dinner and he oh. ends up piecing <laughs> out and driving so yeah, they yeah. all have to, like, flee one by one? That's, like, still, mm-hmm. to this day, one of the episodes. Like, so that 70s show has probably three mm-hmm. or four episodes where if I'm watching a singular episode that I just want to laugh about, I'll pick a couple of that 70s show mm-hmm. singular. Mm-hmm. There's but body of work, it cannot be friends. There's nothing I care about at all on that 70s show, even close to stuff like when Rachel shows up at uh, Ross's wedding with Emily in London, and he yeah, says, yeah, yeah, "You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. these, the fact that you can even big, recall those plot points. Yeah, yeah. These shows like I don't know stuff yeah. happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got to. I mean, Friends is. I got to say that Friends is one of the things that I've seen, Justin, when it comes on that you don't have a single nit to ever pick with it. Yeah, it's one of the few things I've seen. They come in. It's just. I mean, I've seen for every people episode, of a certain probably. time in certain place. I've yeah. def- I've definitely seen every episode of Friends at least five times. Yeah. I would say. It was on syndication for so long. It was always something to just pop on. My show, always on. Some of the ultimate, like, comfort television is somebody grew up in a time. And plus, like, (laughs) the time that they show is, like, the 90s and very early 2000s. Which I remember more than that 70s show, which is something that, you know, maybe, like, our parents would see and be like, oh, man, this really hits this or this nail on the head. 
But yeah, Red Foreman is amazing. I was gonna say, what's got the better theme song? They're both pretty good. Wow. Oh, there you go. There you go. Really, when you stack these two against each other, it's a completely jangle pop versus like just big seventies chunky Griffith. Yeah, that's tough. What do you? What's the take? I I like them all in the car swapping same kind out of thing. versus Tough the couch draw. and them like all dancing in a water fountain. I'll take the car driving with all. I'll, the I'll say characters. that I'll give it to. Are that. we talking about the intro or just the music? Well, I'll give them. I'll I'm give this. Both. <laughs> if you're going both, I'll give it to that '70s show because they at least went through the uh, the process of updating their intro every now and then. So that it riff like, though, <laughs> like claps. That yeah. riff and claps. But goodbye to that 70s show. Yeah. Friends moves on. I'm looking at the next Tough round. Draw. This next round is going to be tough in this division. Uh, all right. 3-14 matchup. The number three seed, the American version of The Office. I guess you can put the British version in if you want. But don't. That's not real. Fine. You can't. That's not real. Uh, and number 14, Modern Family. This feels very similar to the category we just got out of, where Modern Family is a really good show. It's really funny. I've enjoyed moments of it when I've watched it, but The Office is an absolute... Yeah. Like juggernaut, yeah. the, killer. The, the office. The, there's nothing to say about the matchup, unfortunately, and it is a shame because I think I've probably watched the most Modern Family out of the three of us. Mm-hmm. I've watched yeah. all the. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would say like a good chunk of the first five or six seasons of it. Modern Family is amazing. And yeah. It doesn't get enough credit. I think solely because it's never really been on a streaming service. They've been very, very stingy with their streaming rights. Yeah. They're also so, done now. Like this is the last. This is season. their last season. Yeah, but so. I mean, they've had like nine seasons. Yeah. It's been on for a really mm-hmm. long time. But they've always been stingy with streaming rights. Yep. You can't. Yeah. You know, for whatever reason, so it never caught on. But um, if you're looking for something to watch where you can just burn episodes laughing and you haven't seen it, try to stream some Modern Family. But The Office is The Office. Yeah. Modern Family's whole I bit mean, feels like it took from, from the, the Office. office yeah. Right. The Without idea the office, of these no modern interviews most. and testimonials of the family. Yeah. So yeah the, the mockumentary. Yeah. Style. Yeah. 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 So I think that. Modern Family doesn't really exist Mock- without a or, show like The Office right. existing beforehand, and that's the that seventy show for me kind of argument where it's like they're both good stand you know as they are, but their matchups are pretty tough too. So yeah. there's nothing away from Modern Family or even that seventy show for me. I would watch both of them and laugh mm-hmm. through the episodes, but that's two tough draws. You can't yeah, yeah. you can't get past The Office. Nothing you can do. It's The Office. Uh, all right, so we'll move on to uh, the eleven six matchup. That is number eleven Arrested Development versus number six. Cheers. Mm. This is an interesting category. Who wants first? I'm going to go first and force you guys to make the move. I'm going to pick Cheers. Cheers is one of the most iconic. I knew you. You're such an old man. I knew you would Cheers. Cheers is God. one of the most iconic television shows of all time. All time. No. I'm not saying that every beat of Cheers is perfect, but those first four seasons of Cheers before Coach dies, mm-hmm. it's a really wild television show. Like uh-huh. It is all over the place in terms of, in the same and Diane it's... thing, essentially created what TV romances would look like for the next 25 years. Uh-huh. Like the idea of this will-they-won't-they they thing. It's the best version of that. Ted Danson at the height of his powers. Um, what's her name? Uh, not Diane. I always want to call her Diane Keaton, but that's not her name. No. Uh, Shelly... Ah, Shelly Long. Shelly Long. She's just so good. She's so good. And everything about that cast is so perfect, and they complement each other so well, and they feel so lived in. Like, how many other shows have kicked out, like, multiple spinoffs? Only one was successful. But there were a couple other versions of shows that came out of that. Iconic characters. Uh, Again, I I think it suffers because it was... It feels dated now because so many other shows have copped... It was a long time ago. Because so many other shows have taken... Plus, it was, like, literally a long time ago. Yeah. But no, yeah, Cheers. Like existing in a long time ago. The answer is Cheers. I love Arrested Development. Half of the stuff you explained about Cheers is Arrested Development as well. 
It was a show that changed and a lot of things modified itself. Like, it was way ahead of its time. It was definitely, like, a trendsetter for the way that they do a lot of stuff now. I think Arrested Development also is one of those first ones that you saw get canceled and brought back to appeal. Right? Same cast, same everything, where they're making new episodes. Cheers was a monolith. Cheers dominated the ratings. It was yeah. a huge cultural touchstone in a way that Arrested Development so is a cult on, show in a certain way. I love it. It's you amazing. Would put on, you would watch Cheers episodes over Arrested Development. You vote Cheers. What's yeah. your vote? I'm voting Arrested Development. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's too good. It, the beats, like, Arrested Development as last 11 here is, is tough. That's true. The Netflix variation of oh, it, the last two or whatever. Se- last yeah. two seasons of Cheers are not that great either, actually. Cheers to the Alien. Yeah, Cheers yeah. to the Alien and Woody. Woody's I okay. I remember right. watching Arrested Development for the first time and going through, like, every episode that it's was It's my sister's favorite show. Almost, she loves it. Without stopping. Loves for, like, it. days on... It took me, like, yeah. three yeah. days or something yeah. to watch all of it, you know? So I have, I think, freaking Will yeah. Arnett. Right. What do you got watch. for me? I told you. Arrested, Arrested Development. Development. Yeah. Kev, you're the deciding vote here. Cheers. Cheers and Arrested Development. Um, Arrested Development. <sighs> Have to. There's just. Yeah. I get it, man. Cheers is great. And I remember like watching as a child with my parents. We went and rewatched some of it. It's great, and it definitely set the template for all this stuff that came later that I think has been done better later. Sometimes, um, <sighs> those first three seasons of Arrested Development for the pound for pound laugh per minute ratio, the density of the writing and the callback humor. Yes, you true. just you can't mess with it. It's really what what can you tell me? It's I next mean, level writing. Like they're yeah. they're the Bluth family, yeah. it's it's transcendent. It's all amazing. Of, yeah, the way they shoot it, the beats, all of it. Yeah, it's and it's on all the time. It's Sam like alone. they just they don't miss a chance yeah, to yeah. for like a joke they've already made. They go they pull it off those nostalgia time. goggles, it's gotta be Arrested Development. Yeah. Arrested Development came out so long ago it's almost nostalgia in itself. It's got the power of the reboot too. People were so mad that it left that they declared it be back. I haven't seen that from Cheers yet. Highest rated television. Yeah, when there was like four channels. Of all four channels and yeah. four hundred TVs. Uh, <laughs> all right, moving on to another tough matchup. So wait, is Cheers the like who wants to be a millionaire of this round? It yeah, seems yeah like it seems like so, so far. far yeah. yeah, biggest upset so, so far. So far, I, I don't. Yeah, I think this will probably be the one. Uh, so number seven, number ten matchup, number seven seed Saturday Night Live, which I tough tough that it, to be in this category, but it's iconic. And number 10. Almost doesn't count. Almost doesn't category. count. It's not really yeah. like a, they don't have characters in a show that goes through. It's more of a variety. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, number 10. This is a really... I'll start with It's Always Sunny. I'll make it clear on that one. I prefer It's Always Sunny yeah. off the mm-hmm. bat. You guys can probably go into your SNL bits of how much you watch, but It's Always Sunny is I mean, I'm the only SNL notch. mark here, I think. I'm the, I'm the big... I'm the guy on the fence here for SNL. Um, it's always sunny for me is like South Park, where even as mm-hmm. the seasons go on, the show gets stronger and stronger and stronger. They push more limits. They learn themselves a lot better. Like That show as a 10 uh, seed is I feel like tough. I just missed a lot of It's Always Sunny. I, I, I love everything I've seen. I've never felt like any episode of It's Always Sunny has been a miss for me. Never once did I mm-hmm. watch an episode and be like, that was kind of weak. Yeah. The consistency is Classic unreal. Characters. SNL, it's mostly a nostalgia thing for me. It's another important show for me. Super important in my life and like, in terms of like helping build my content and like, who I am. I'll take SNL, but I'm a begrudging SNL take on this one. So, Kevin, it's up to you. Yeah, always sunny. Always sunny. Don't yeah. even, yeah, even yeah. there's not even a second of hesitation. Yeah. Yeah, Always Sunny is just, I mean, it's another, it's a powerhouse. It's the modern Seinfeld. In the it's the modern yeah. Seinfeld to me. I think it's one of those I, shows where it's just like, it's going to make. It's gonna have a, yeah. a tough run here for it's it's a SNL great show. Was always a questionable call here. I think yeah. what's tough the key with SNL is SNL was never perfect. 
it just happened to have important or iconic things that happened during an episode, even if the rest the of the ratio, episode... The ratio, the yeah. ratio is all off. Yeah. yeah. You, you go through and you get these things, like especially things like we wax nostalgic about, like, oh, this was so influential, this thing that happened, like, I remember this, and all the nostalgia, there's moments, but there's a lot of crap. Yeah. yeah. Always Sunny never misses. Yeah. yeah. Never misses. Yeah. Uh, all right, and then last but not least for this round, uh, number 15 seed Scrubs taking on number two seed Chappelle Show. Scrubs a great show. Yeah, maybe too low. Yeah, Scrubs a good yeah. show. Too low at 15, Stuck maybe. Stuck onto the bracket. Yeah, too low at 15, maybe. I think I, I went back and watched some clips. Faded away a bit in later years, in streaming times. That was one that I was big into when it was still syndicated channels on the flip before we had streaming. I mean... Didn't this... watch a lot of Scrubs, admittedly. I did, I, I did uh, not, so... Chappelle, only three seasons. That last season, not very good. Admittedly, not the best stuff they did, but man. the You talk about ratio. You talk about SNL with the ratio of hits to misses. The ratio of hits to misses for Chappelle's I'm trying show to is think so high. What, it's what the, unreal uh, how good all the stuff is. Who is Chappelle's show this year? Is it like this, like uh, a Dayton type who's really good, you know, maybe one time, and they get a two seed, but normally they do. Oh, you mean Dayton yeah. College. Yeah, uh, so like Chappelle's no, Chappelle two show... seed is all on the heater they were on, right? Like he's, yeah. He's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Two, two seed without, is definitely yeah. a high showing. Um, I'm taking Chappelle anyway here. I am because I'm looking forward to the, the next matchup. Yeah, I like to see, and it's always Sunny Chappelle argument. I think that would be compelling. But like, yeah, I didn't watch. I'm saying Chappelle strictly because I didn't watch no Scrubs. I've got to take Chappelle on the raw power. Chappelle, and it's yeah. too bad because Scrubs is going to be deeply underrated here, and Scrubs is probably a lot more um, in line with the spirit of the bracket. And I think Scrubs versus Always Sunny would have been a cool matchup because yeah. Always Sunny is one of the most pessimistic shows that's ever existed, and Scrubs is one of the most optimistic, and they really hit those two different yeah. sides and all that. But at the end of the day, Chappelle show is the Chappelle show. Like yeah. you just can't. It's force of nature. Light that might bottle, be. So I'll take that for the next. That round. That might be the matchup of the second round that we we've, we've got. Chappelle and it's always Sunny. This this wow. remains to be seen. Wow. This, uh, <laughs> this round wow. of sixteen for live action comedies is absolute murderer's row. It's unreal. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's take a break, and then we'll come back and we'll do the uh, the last half of our bracket. We'll be right back. here live in studio. Justin Parkinson made Utica here. Kevin is here. We have gone through the first two rounds of the great Uticast TV tournament, uh, game shows, and live action sitcoms. I'm already looking forward to next week's live action sitcom debates. It's going to be really intense, I can tell already. Uh, but let's start with our third bracket. That is animated. Uh, this, much like the game show, is sort of mixed between nostalgic animated stuff from when yep. we were kids mm -hmm. and uh, sort of adult animation I guess so yeah, yeah. mixed in between for sure uh, and again we'll start with a really straightforward matchup uh, number one Simpsons versus number 16 kind of surprised it snuck on here Inspector Gadget uh, I mean this I'll is take, I'll take it first Simpsons in a walk I yeah. think Inspector Gadget is a reach for the bracket yeah, no really no, I was going to yeah, say yeah. I was waiting for the stand here for Inspector Gadget was it going to be you I love Inspector Gadget. Uh, fact, Inspector Gadget was no fine, chance. but the fact that from the childhood that Inspector Gadget appears on the bracket when you don't have 
Rocco's Modern Life yeah. from Ooh, our childhood, yeah. or Hey Arnold from our childhood, but we've got Inspector Gadget. Monsters, wow. I, could argue I claim fraud. There. I claim fraud yeah. in the selection this selection this, 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 But this it wouldn't matter because any single one of them would have got buzzsawed by The Simpsons. By the Simpsons. Great show. Yeah, no, no chances against The Simpsons. Come on, Don Adams. And, and Inspector Gadget. Yeah. Go, go, Gadget. Get out of here. Don Adams. Ten characters deep on The Simpsons that counter with that. Like, Ed Flanders, right? He's not even top level character. It's still better. Doing prep for this work, I got into an hour-long deep dive about Maude Flanders before, <laughs> before this whole thing started. She dies. Yeah. So does Edna Krabappel. Both of really? Flanders' wives in the show died. I didn't even know she married Krabappel. Later on. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder. A lot of seasons. A lot of seasons of Simpsons. Which might be what holds it back in the, in the long run. All you need is two through eight. Uh, let's go to a 9-8 matchup. Number nine seed, uh, Rick and Morty, the internet's favorite kids cartoon, car- uh, adult cartoon, versus number eight, the original... Internet's favorite adult cartoon, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Uh, number one in the hood, G. Number yeah. one in the hood, G. You both taking Aqua Teen here? Yeah. Aqua Teen. I'm not in on Rick and Morty, but Rick and Morty doesn't exist without Aqua Teen. They can thank their stars for such a classic television show. Uh-huh. I don't understand the Rick and Morty. L- I don't think that Rick and Morty is a bad show, mind you. I, you watch I, Rick and Morty. Yeah, I like it. It's a good. Yeah, yeah. It's a good show. It's got some pretty funny stuff. The content's really clever. I think it's one of those things. It's sort of like Dave Matthews Band. Dave Matthews Band is just fine. Wow. You know who sucks? Rick and, Rick Rick and Morty, Morty stands. Yeah, wow. Rick and Morty Hive is beside wow. itself you know who, right now. You know who the worst part? <laughs> yeah. You know what the worst part about Dave Matthews is? Dave Matthews fans. Yeah. So Rick and, Rick and Morty fans. is just fine. Wow, you're Rick and Morty down fans. Down. Sticking it. Tough. Sticking it to the fans, doubling down. A bunch of um. incels on the internet. Mad <laughs> about it. Tripling down. <laughs> no. Well, they can do I, get you I do. Yeah, I know, right? Aqua Teen... Uh, I think Aqua Teen is also a strange show. Like, there's only about... There's a lot of seasons of Aqua Teen I've never seen. Mm-hmm. But, again, some of the stuff on it is so iconic and so funny. And uh, Master Shake might be one of the funniest pound-for-pound characters uh, in cartoons. Yeah, 11-12-minute episodes, easy to digest, mm-hmm. memorable characters, Carl in the works, you know? Yeah. And really sort of set the table for, like, that style, like, Adult Swim style, like, a late yeah. night cartoons that is so popular now with a lot of the stuff we'll see on this list. Yep. Yeah, Rick, this is kind of a, a tough loss for Rick and Morty here. It's very popular, but I don't yeah. I don't feel bad about it in a particular way. <laughs> uh, all right. really yeah, hate Rick voting. and Morty fans, don't you? You're really going in on Rick and Morty. I like Rick and Morty. It's a good show. <laughs> you I just, just hate think the fans. They're just, it's, it's not as smart as people think it is. Like, people are like, oh, it's so clever. It's like, it's just a show. It's like, it's got jokes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm going to vote for uh, Aqua Teen as well. Yeah. I have to. Um, it's one of those shows, I'm aware it's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's not for most people. It's weird. You might not get it. You might not yeah. think it's funny. Um, but it's from a time and a place and informed <laughs> so much humor at a specific oh, yeah. time on like late nights with your friends, watching TV. Um, Aqua Teen Hunger Force is just, I'm aware it's probably not going to make it out of the bracket, but... Some of the biggest, uh, I've had some huge laughs. Yeah. Huge, huge laughs watching that show. And there's lines from that show that I still say today. And part of it is I, go ahead. Well, that's a great point. Of all the shows, we've been friends for so many years. Would you argue that this is the show that we probably quote the most? Maybe not the most, but you could say that there would be a lot of it out I there. I feel like yeah. this has this show did sort Permeated of... Permeated the culture. Especially for like a certain type of... like. I, I thought a lot of the content and the language of this show sort of stuck with our group of guys. Where like A lot of these jokes... Still hit with us, sure. Us specifically, I don't know. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's all I had on that one. It's a late night specialty. I mean, if you're 
Yeah, it's a late night you chat. You run amok in well. well. That's, yeah, you caught up with me for sure. Well, that's yeah. The rest of the point. That was the thing I was going to say with that is that this is probably the one show that really stands out from you know when you said that it ushered in Adult Swim and that whole sector. Of, like if you watch animated shows, yeah. Adult Swim is sort of its whole cordoned off ecosystem, and people tried to imitate it a lot of times, mm. but. A lot of shows that came out of there uh, wouldn't have been able to exist without the Aqua Teen sort of coming first and being the first weird thing to catch on and prove that you could make money not just from viewership, from selling merch, merch and stuff yeah. from your show, like from yeah. a little weirdo niche and just get a small amount of people who are super dedicated mm-hmm. instead of a wide swath of people point. who all watch it casually. I remember back in the day, real quickly, when they did their movie... Yep. Um, oh, that they did viral marketing by just sticking Moon Knight stickers all over the yes, place, the like Moon in major c- cities and stuff, and like that was their way of promoting the movie. Which mm-hmm. is blasting. I thought it was terrorists. Like, People yeah, were like yeah, scared. Wild yeah, animation yeah. style too, and I don't really like the animation style from Bob's Burgers at all, or not Bob's Burgers, Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. But I also haven't watched a ton of it. But yeah, it's got to be Aqua Team. Yeah. But anyway, we'll move on to the uh, five eleven or sorry five twelve matchup here. Uh, number five, Bob's Burgers taking on number twelve, BoJack Horseman. Uh, can I go first on this one? Sure. Bo- Bob's Burgers is weirdly, like, really seems popular. Like, people really like that show. I think it's got, a, like, a wholesome edge to it. It's, like, a pretty easy watch, Bob's Burgers. I like Archer our- guy, right? Yeah, that's H. John Benjamin. I can't believe Archer didn't make this list, by the way. That's yeah. another one I forgot mm-hmm. to put on here. Um, I think Bob's Burgers is great. I just think BoJack Horseman is vastly underappreciated as television. Yes. It's wildly emotional and wildly intelligent and touches upon stuff that no other yeah. cartoon I've ever watched. No other show. No, yeah. yeah. I'm a Will Arnett guy too and I, I think anything he does is gold for me personally. So Yeah. I just think he's hilarious. I'm sure he's got his bad stuff but he does. He does yeah, not only, I don't really watch a lot of Bob's Burgers and I think Archer is the way better H. John Benjamin yep. thing and I think Bojack is one of the best things I've ever seen and I hope more people yeah. watch it not because it's one of those things where when you look at it you think you know what it is and like what it's about and you think you get it but really it really really yeah. rewards an investment of yeah. watching the show and getting invested in it this so. last season finally it seems like it was starting to get mainstream buzz and then it was the last season that they were doing type of deal it's so the way it goes a lot yeah. it's a heart wrenching show to watch yeah. it's really emotional like it's mm-hmm. it's really really clever alright uh, and then number Number 13, number four matchup. Number 13. So wait, we decided everybody voted. Oh, Bojack, Bojack yeah. Got, yeah. Uh, yeah. Number 13, Nickelodeon's Doug. I guess this also includes Disney's Doug. Uh, and then the number four seed, the X-Men animated series from mm. Saturday Morning Cartoon. It's like a Saturday Morning Cartoon matchup. I'll start. You want to start? Yeah, because I, I think I might get jumped on this one anyways. Uh, watched a lot of Doug. And I will not be ashamed to admit that I thought the Disney version was better. Wow! So, wow! That's a terrible. It's take. just well, it was on that Saturday morning thing, so I just remember watching a ton of it. Know, it was man. like maybe paired around recess. And I feel like I stuff. stopped watching it when I went to Disney. Hundred percent stopped watching it when I went to Disney. Yeah. It was way better at Nick, and I watched a ton of it. So, what do you? What's your vote? So, what are you saying? You're taking, Doug, you're taking Doug. Oh yeah. Kev, you want to take one here? Uh, yeah, I'm taking Doug 100%. Mm. I watched I watched nonstop Doug, mm. like all the Interesting. banging on a trash can and the beats. Yeah, banging on, yeah, come on. Mosquito Valentine and Mr. Dink next door. Patty Mayonnaise. The whole uh, thing, Mr. Bone, Roger Klotz, uh, Porkchop. Who was yeah. the man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doug. Um, I was a big Doug guy. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Doug's going through, so it doesn't matter. Oh, you're not taking X-Men. Um, I, I would... I think X-Men is a super important, like, kids' cartoon. It, we watched a couple episodes on sure. Disney Plus not too long ago. Yeah, yeah. And you actually brought up, I never really thought about it, one of the first cartoons that sort of brought that anime style to, like, a kid's Saturday morning for cartoon. Animation yeah, style, for animation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I think it's a good show, actually, and it's got like interesting archetypes. Like that's what I still think of when I think of the X Men is that mm-hmm. Saturday morning cartoons version. But Doug was a Doug was an amazingly important show for me as a kid growing yeah. up. Like that episode, the Halloween episode where they go to uh, Funky Town. Mm-hmm. Oh man, what a what a classic episode! All right, yeah, yeah, no, Doug. Tough with the four thirteen there for Doug and X Men both. Another one of those yeah. tough tough uh, number draws, but uh, we'll swing that around. The number three versus number fourteen matchup. The number three seed, Family Guy versus the number fourteen seed, Beavis and Butthead. Mm. Uh, I'll start here. Didn't watch a ton of Beavis and Butthead, so a lot of what I got from Beavis and Butthead, I sort of came around to secondhand, like afterwards, watching clips here and there, watching episodes later on. Uh huh. I kind of I didn't realize how funny Beavis and Butthead was. It's oh, a pretty! Yeah, right? It's a really oh, funny yes. show. It suffers because a lot of the older stuff seems to have been based around like them like riffing on like music videos and stuff. And mm-hmm. like uh, if you losing that part of the show has made it lose a lot of its identity um, in in like rewatch and yeah. rewatch not yeah, having yeah. that. Um, but it's also something that makes it so essential and so specifically unique to its time. Family Guy is probably my most divisive show on here. Like, I, I say it all the time. I watch Family Guy sometimes. I'm like, this is the funniest show I've ever seen. And mm-hmm. then sometimes I watch I'm like, that was an absolute miss. It has the high, one of the highest ceilings and also one of the lowest floors for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would have a hard time saying it wasn't more important to me than Beavis and Butthead. So I'm going to take Family Guy. I think to some people in uh, generationally, they're probably both the same show. Like, I remember Beavis and Butthead being one of those first shows that my mom did not want me to yeah. necessarily yeah. watch. My mom hates Family Guy. Um, and Family Guy was probably that way for some people as well, the same way Beavis and Butthead was. It's probably a show that your parents didn't particularly care for. I think Beavis and Butthead probably paved the way, obviously, mm-hmm. for King of the Hill and some of these, you know, through the Mike Judge mm-hmm. stuff. But at Family Guy is probably yeah. thankful Beavis and Butthead existed. But Family Guy is probably thankful. Simpsons existed as well. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. I'm gonna have to go ahead and give my vote to Family Guy, but I will make I will make the case that Beavis and Butthead was amazing. So I watched it like a bunch when I was younger, and it got into so many cool different kind of music videos and different ideas. And also launched the spinoff of my largest bracket snub here, which is the show Daria. Yeah, which I love, and I will Mm -hmm. ride until. I will ride until Valhalla. That's right. Representing, yeah. So Didn't want to get. They have a Daria and so. King of the Hill off of this too. Didn't so want to get too much Mike Judge on here. I was trying to mm-hmm. limit the Mike Judge stuff. Uh, uh, Daria was not Mike Judge. Beavis oh, and Butthead. No. Beavis and Butthead no, no. do America. Oh yeah. Was uh, I know it doesn't fall on the TV shows, but I remember going to the movie theaters to watch that movie. Yeah, loved that, it. So it's just still a good movie. I um I wouldn't have liked Daria as much if it had stayed Mike Judge and yeah. the animation style. Uh, the, the animation style Daria was one of my favorite things. And I don't mm. really love Mike Judge animation style. Mm. So I gotta say Family Guy. Family Guy's yeah. a juggernaut. You know what I mean? Like it was one of the first, I remember watching it on the DVDs when it came back and did that whole mm. thing. Gotta be Family yeah, Guy. Yeah, that's pretty much, that's a close to a North Carolina, Kentucky-ish type of thing where like they're in yeah. there by namesake and they might um, win a game or two in the tournament, but I'd like to see them in the next few rounds. So. Well, let's get to the next matchup. The number 11 seed, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles taking on the number six seed. The original cartoon from when we were kids, right? Original yeah, cartoon from when we were kids. There's a lot of that shit that's been out since. Yeah, I'm basing it on that. If you want to tell me that the new Ninja Turtles cartoons are good, did You're you see them? You're a listen to a cool. different podcast. Uh, versus the number six seed, King of the Hill. I'm going to go first here on this one. I mean, Ninja Turtles was one of the three most important like franchises, brands when I was a kid. It was like Power Rangers, Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Turtles. Way before. Huh? Was before Power. Yeah, 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 but I'm saying like the important like things that I remember growing up, like the sequences I went through. I had every Ninja Turtles yeah. toy. Yeah. I had the Technodrome. Like this was 
a man. I used to know the theme song by heart. I probably still do if I really maybe think about it. So they wrote. Oh, for sure. Okay. TV Ninja Turtles for sure. There's a cartoon over 100%. King of the Hill. So you're basing on oh. King of the Hills. Like King of the Hill, I came around on later on. I think King of the Hill is funnier than Was I your gave it credit for. Fascination with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles off the TV show or the movie in the Both. TV show. I was obsessed off the movie. Obsessed. Batman was another one that we'll get to eventually, but I Ninja Turtles was. It was the coolest thing I'd ever the seen cartoon, when I was a kid. Man. I loved the cartoon. Krang and Shredder. The guy who plays Shredder in the Ninja Turtles cartoon is Uncle Phil. That's the yeah. voice. So if you listen to it, you can be like, Ugh, curse you, Krang. And you're like, oh, it's Uncle Phil. We just watched King of the Hill. Shredder, what are you doing? It's Krang. Nah. <laughs> Come on, Krang. He's the man. He's a it's so King of the Hill for me. What do you take? King of the Hill? Yeah. It's King of the Hill. Um... Man, so I guess Tiebreaker comes down to me. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was a foundational cartoon for me when I was a kid. Like, watching that cartoon and the tapes and watching and rewatching all the toys. Um, mm-hmm. And furthermore, I don't really like King of the Hill. Wow. Like, maybe I've never watched enough of it. Maybe I've just never seen it, but it's never quite caught for me. I've never, um, I've never enjoyed it as much as a lot of other people. So I have to say Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but... I don't think it's that strong of a pass because I'm sure if I was trying to watch it now, it wouldn't last for very long no, for me. No, no. But I actively am not really into King of the Hill. Tough. Really? It's tough to draw for you, yeah. Park. Sorry, we all we all going to lose one. King of the Hill is better than Family Guy, too. <laughs> I don't think it would. A lot I of people not. would make that case, yeah. though. A lot of people would yeah. make that case. Uh, number seven seed, Rugrats. Versus number ten seed, Ren and Stimpy. Okay, you want to take this one first? Uh, yeah, I will. Um... This is a, I mean, for as far as nostalgia shows from my childhood, this is a tough matchup for mm-hmm. me, and it probably splits the difference. Like when I was growing up and becoming a kid and aging, and splits the difference from between when I was like Rugrats and then Ren and Stimpy was on. Like an hour later, after Doug, I think actually on the Saturday mornings, then Ren and Stimpy was like, "Well, this is weird. Oh, the world is a little bit bigger than uh, it might seem to be in this little baby world." Um, I gotta pick Ren and Stimpy. I have to. Rugrats is really forward and a lot of its animation. They did a lot of cool stuff. Mark Mothersbaugh did the music, which is mm-hmm. dope. But Ren and Stimpy is just one of the wildest animated things I've ever seen. Park, you got a take on this one? I don't really That's the one my dad either hated. way, probably. I could argue for either of them, because I think they're going to get smoked by the next round anyways. Yeah. It would probably be... if Man, Rugrats I watched more of. Ren and Stimpy had Avatar. a shorter window. Ren and Stimpy got, like, pulled. Yeah. I remember that was one when I was a kid. My dad was like, yo, what are you guys I gotta watching? Go Don't watch Outer Toast Man. They, they were, like, mainstream. They had movies. Uh, mm-hmm. And plus Rugrats, Rugrats just because uh, E.G. Daly was oh, uh, Dottie and Pee Wee. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give her some play for... I probably got more... I probably watched more Rugrats, actually. There's probably yeah. less Ren and Stimpy content. That's what I mean. I think Ren, Ren and Stimpy had a Stimpy... shorter window. Rugrats had quite the longevity, though. Ren and Stimpy, though, you talked about it just now with Beavis and Butthead. Ren and Stimpy was the first show that my parents were like, you cannot watch, watch this. It, yeah. And because of it, I was like, I have to watch it. I have right. to see, have to see this. Yeah. I have to see every moment of it. Some of the, the animation. They do, so when they would do weird, the clo- man. They both, they both are really progressive and do a lot of wild stuff in their animation. Yep. But some of those Ren and Stimpy close-ups and the detail and the different shifting perspective and the artistry of the animation, it was a lot more yeah. than just like, this is what this world looks like and we're going to do it. It was like, there are not really rules in this animation world and we're going to mash together all these different styles and really make an art project of a show and pitch it to kids because execs don't know better because, oh, it's a cat and a dog, LOL. Yeah. I'm going to take Ren and Stimpy. I'm taking Ren and Stimpy. Mm. It's tough. Um, you know why? Simply, I think, because me and my sister both liked it. Uh, and I think that that's a precursor when we talk about, like, the Aqua Teen Hunger Forces and the Rick and Mortys. 
there's your precursor show to like that sort of strange adult animation yeah. offshoot because at the time it's bizarre, I think surrealist people I mean, weren't sure that Ren and Stimpy was a kids cartoon anyway. It was on MTV before it was on still Nickelodeon. Not yeah, fully. It's, yeah, yeah. It was more of a it was more of a stoner cartoon they stuck through yeah. as like a morning cartoon. Uh, and that was the time. And let's do the last matchup here. Number two, I think it's going to be quick. Red and Stimpy, enjoy your time because yeah, you got a juggernaut sneaking up in the bracket. Five seasons, surprisingly. Uh, 52 episodes. Well, because they got revived on the MTV and all that. They did. So. Uh, number two seed, South Park versus number 15 seed, Batman the Animated Series. I think we're all going South Park. Yeah. Yeah, totally. yeah, yeah. I mean, South Park, I think, is a real... I think what's interesting about South Park is it's a real contender to win the whole thing for me. Mm. I, I think there's a very few shows in this list for me that I think you can actively sit here and tell me are smarter and more yeah. on point with their commentary than South Park. It's going to be mean, tough yeah. to stop them through some of these first rounds, at least, even. It's going to be a tough... Can I, I, it's got to be amongst the best shows of... Mm. I mean, I've been watching that yeah. probably since it, it debuted, and we make conscious yeah. efforts to still watch it. I don't think there's another show out there that I still like check in yeah. with from the thing from my childhood to, to now. Not even The Simpsons. Can I give Batman some credit, though? Because that original Batman the Animated Series cartoon on Saturday mornings was one of the first sort of, like, really well-made anime. It had that film noir style. It looked really cool. Um, really set the table for like a more quality kids programming. Like a really, they use that Danny Elfman soundtrack, like that cool intro with all Shout the shadows. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a really well constructed kids show. I actually had a copy of a script from that show when I was a kid that somebody gave me as a gift because I was like such a comic book nerd. But uh, it's a great show. It's a really well made. It just come on, South Park is top level content. So there you go. End of the animated bracket. South Park. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm going to vote South Park as well. Um, oh, the, only yeah. thing I, the only thing I want to say about it um, that I guess hasn't been said is for anybody who doesn't watch South Park, because I feel like we talk about like how it's still on and it's mm-hmm. on point and this and that. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it doesn't have that reputation as widely as other shows. I think a lot of people probably dismiss it, don't watch it. I would just say for anybody who dismisses South Park, um, it's a lot smarter and a lot better than yeah. you think it is. Yeah. I feel like I know what a lot of people probably think. And there's a lot of dumb stuff and like toilet humor and like a lot of idiot stuff in there that's yeah. funny. But the way that they can mix those two, um, kind of like BoJack Horseman in a way, mm-hmm. where you can talk about really serious stuff while being kind of preposterous and sort of otherworldly about mm-hmm. it. But yeah, South really Park gets my vote. All right. That's great. Oh, yeah, so that is the animated cartoon bracket. Yep. Feels like uh, there's a lot, like a lot of the picks in here. This is good. This is good. Parkinson's still sore about King of the Hill, I can tell. I no, look at his I mean, face. No, I no, it happens. For me, it's not getting past South Park. These are realistically anyway. So, I mean, I'm you, looking at some of those early ones, and it's just like, there's tough. It's they're tough. Dumb. They're all good shows. Some of these are made that's, up. From, that's what I got to when I was trying to put this on the on Twitter and show people it's really tough to come up with like yeah. shows that weren't good shows all these shows I feel like I enjoy for the most part yeah I mean I just I couldn't remember an episode of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to save oh, I life. can remember so many yeah, yeah. I can't I, it's uh, let's do dramas alright uh, this is another drama probably the hardest category I would say yeah I would say I think people and dramas category. are very personal to people and um this one was tough. Definitely left a lot of things off the yep. list that might yep. have to be in the NIT. Mm-hmm. So send us in if you have shows you feel really strong about. Americans didn't make the list, but I just didn't watch it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, a lot this, of stuff. This also, I would say the Yellowstone, drama... Parkinson, Loves didn't make the list. Yeah. yeah. Well, some of them aren't around long enough, so. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to cut you off, Kevin. Sorry. No, so I was just going to say, I would say the drama um, category, more than any category we do, 
is going to be victim of none of us happened to see this show, so we didn't include it. Mm-hmm. I think because there's so many dramas, there's definitely shows that we left off specifically. We say like The Americans True and other stuff like this that are amazing that we hear are great, but nobody's really watched yeah. them. So we cut them just because we haven't really watched them. I think this category more than any other category has mm-hmm. a lot of that. So if you hear this and you're like, oh, how come they didn't put this on? This show is superior to something on the list. That very well might be the case, but we had to have yeah. something that we've all seen, or at least two out of the three have seen, that we have familiarity yeah. with. So, with that, let's start with a, uh, an interesting matchup. 116 matchup, the number one seed. Breaking Bad, the first appearance of Vince Gilligan on this list. Uh, versus the number 16 seed, House of Cards. Uh, sneak on for House of Cards. You know, here's the thing about House of Cards. I think that Breaking Bad is obviously better than House of Cards. Uh... House of Cards feels like the wasted potential show. I think there was a time when I remember, especially early on watching House of Cards, I was like, man. House of Cards got high on its own supply. It did yeah. get high on its own. Well, yeah. It's like Breaking Bad's ugly cousin. Yeah. <laughs> well, it could have been Breaking Bad levels. Well, it just plus, wasn't quite there. Now we can't go back and, I mean, because now with the whole spacey thing, too, like it, nobody's really going back and watching it. We've yeah. sort of, we've kind of put it away and put it in a cupboard and locked it away for yeah. maybe a future yeah. date, maybe never again. And it didn't bounce back, per se, with just... Robin right there either. No, you know no. What I mean? and it so was going like off the rails. Like, it was yeah. going off the rails. And like people, I think it might get looked on more favorably in like time because people are like, well, people stopped watching yeah. it because it was spacey. But anybody who was watching it knows that show was going off the rails anyway. Yeah. Like House Cards was getting a little bit. That's real problem. A little too big for its britches. Some of these shows are probably going to head for bad rail territory when you're making an argument. Yeah. That'll definitely be a deciding factor, especially in some of these tight matchups in the first round. Yeah. Uh, speaking of a real tight matchup here in the first round, uh, number nine seed, Better Call Saul, versus the number eight seed, Mad Men. Uh, I'm going to start Still here. Still on Gilligan's Island. Yeah. Still, uh, I'm going to start here because uh, I have to admit, I've only seen the first two seasons of both of these shows. So I'm basing mm. it on the first two seasons of each show. They're both great shows. I found Mad Men to be off-putting... Mm. I don't know why. I think, and this is going to sound really stupid, at the time when I was watching Mad Men, I was regularly smoking cigarettes, like smoking like a pack a week. Mm. And when I would watch that show, I would just want to smoke the whole time. I haven't watched constantly. Mad Men. I haven't watched it, but that's something I know about that show is we're doing yeah. lots of smoking and drinking. Tons of smoking and drinking. It really, yeah. I think it's a, it's a good show. And some of the stuff that it covers too is, is it's interesting yeah. for the ad era during that time frame. I think mm-hmm. it like touches on a lot of stuff. Like when you think about smoking in the office, yeah. like the way they treat secretary, you know, a lot of that stuff is very interesting about it. My guy Roger Sterling, but Better Call Saul is it's the best show that's like to me that's out right now as a current active show. Mm-hmm. It's so good. The payoff is going to be worth the you know the many seasons that they do for it it rivals breaking bad for me and that's part of the reason why i'm mm-hmm. picking it because i want to see that mm-hmm. debate in the next thing because it's great i'll jump on and i'll say and i think we knew we were gonna be on the same page yeah. with this because we're both with better call saul um it is creeping up on breaking bad and when the end is done i think when the two shows are over breaking bad and better call saul might end up looking a bit like the office and parks and rack where people yeah. like i can make my case for either, for either one, one yeah and they're sort of inextricably linked together in a way whether you know what i mean yeah um, Better Call Saul is awesome, and it's one of the best things I've ever seen. And it's so different, but so in the same world as Breaking Bad yep. that they're almost, you know, they're two sides of the same coin almost. Yep. I'm gonna have to like watch the rest of Better Call Saul between it's, now and next week. It's so between now, between now and Fallout, yeah. you can watch it. It's all yeah. on Netflix. Yeah, me and Justin will sit down right now. We'll stop yeah. this podcast. And it's only and ten, what ten episodes, of, and like they're not massive. I get it. I'll, I'll do something. To consume. Yeah. Um, and, and it's just so good. And there's a it lot really of continuity to Breaking Bad that I think you'd appreciate, so it just does a really good job. Let's get into the uh, 5-12 matchup here. Number 5 seed, 
Westworld, which is back for its third season starting this week. I watched it. Did you watch it? Yeah. I haven't watched it yet. Is it good? No? You don't, you don't look pleased? I mean... You don't look pleased. You look disappointed. There's a lot it's, going on. It's just insane. A lot going it's on. just... I don't uh, know what, what they're doing anymore. And number 12 uh, seed, the HBO epic western Deadwood. So essentially we have a matchup between what are... Two HBO Westerns, yeah. except one's like a future tech Western, oh, yeah. and one's as retro of a Western as you could possibly get. Mm-hmm. First season so of Westworld. First? I will. First season of Westworld is incredible. Yeah. It's one of it's the, really, really good. start to finish yeah. is one of the best like story arc type of thing. Like yep. everything mm-hmm. they do with it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. It's just, and that's the last time it makes any sense because <laughs> the show is Westworld insane. Westworld very much like Homeland in that way. <laughs> yeah. The first season of Homeland yeah. is amazing. Then they just got, it's like, what are we, what's happening? Off the rails, yeah. right? Yeah, so, yeah. like, I'm not a big Deadwood guy, but I'm going to go Deadwood just because I think it kept itself together tighter than what Westworld. I can't yeah. even watch. I watched the first episode of this new season of Westworld, and I really, I don't know if I'm going to watch it anymore. I have no interest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kev, what do you want to do here? Go ahead. Um, I, Westworld was cool, and I definitely got lost, and I like it, and I'll still follow with it, but just for the continuity and knowing what I'm getting, um, I gotta probably take Deadwood. Really? If maybe hmm. on the strength only of, I like, what's his name? Uh, Ian Timothy Oliphant, oh, and of yeah. course, Ian McShane yeah. is just a beast. Yep. Uh, it's got my dude, Unser, I can't remember his name, but from Sons of Anarchy, a lot of Sons of Anarchy people yep. show up. And I take a lot of those characters over Westworld characters. Yeah. yeah, I feel like if I'm gonna watch something, it's just easier to watch. Westworld is so much. Like, I feel like I've got to read a book before I'd even try season three. Like, it was just too much of yeah. a mess. Which I'm is gonna take Deadwood. Which is hilarious to say I'm taking Deadwood as well. Uh, I could take Westworld because you know, I'm, yeah. I'm sort of with you. I'm weirdly fascinated by Westworld though. Even during Definitely. the second it's season, still fascinated. I'm still into. I'm not it. out on it. It's just I feel like after that that first season really is Westworld, quite good. Westworld is too much of it to be determined to take over Deadwood, which is a known quantity that's even mm-hmm. had a, a movie to cap it. It was quite mm-hmm. good, actually. I enjoyed the I movie. I mean, if you're gonna yeah, yeah. you're better off watching Better Call Saul than mm-hmm. even trying to catch up on Westworld. Of course. Yes. <laughs> no, of course. Right, you're sure. like somebody who's like not Better Call Saul is still Call great. Saul or still debating great. watching yeah. season three of Westworld. Watch another just them watch Westworld another one later. We got a lot of those. All right, let's get to uh, a tough matchup for your boy, uh, number 13. I feel like i got to tell you, go ahead. Number 13 seed, uh, Twin Peaks, taking on the number 4 seed, Game of Thrones. I'm going to say, I don't know if I'm going to go first, but I'm going to say I feel very torn and very for sale here because mm, I realize sale. that I'm between two people who have strong takes about just, each one of these shows individually. Depends how we're measuring it. Obviously, if it's like favorites, it's not necessarily my favorite show, but if we're sitting here arguing, you know... The Game of Thrones impact, I guess. Yeah. It would be hard. The four seed is a tough seed even for them. I would, like it's Game of Thrones is gonna go down as that show that people are gonna talk about for a long time. Whether you watch it or not, you're always someone's uh-huh. always gonna talk about it or reference it or whatever. Yeah, um I don't know. Start to finish it had didn't like the last season per se, but it had a start, it had a finish, mm. they wrap things up. No cancellations. Like your show. That's a good point. Kicked really off good the air. Point. If you make the point that people still talk about it a long time after his show, people were talking about it 20 years later. Yeah, go ahead. You're taking Game of Thrones, obviously, One or right? two people. Um, well, in everybody's case, all right. Uh, yeah, I mean, Game of Thrones, it falls into those things, too, where, like, uh, Breaking Bad's got that now. It's going to model a lot of these other shows yeah, that want to be sure. big budget, um, you know, really paved. Vikings, black that, sales, like a lot of things like that. It paved the way for a whole different yeah. style of television. But I can't sit here and argue that Twin Peaks is better than Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is a massive, massive 
cultural touchstone. People love it. They're obsessed with it. And Game of uh, Twin Peaks, on the other hand, feels very much... Twin Peaks people are, too, but it's just a smaller... smaller. Group, more, it yeah. feels more like Those an auteur... Yeah, David Lynch folks. It's it feels more like an auteury work. I guess the Game yeah. of Thrones is too like because you got the, the versus a big action, just know. different auteurs. Yeah, yeah, different auteurs. I think with Twin Peaks, um, I mean, I, I think it's some of the most compelling television I've ever watched. But it's also really challenging, and it's not for everybody. I, I mean, I'm taking Twin Peaks, but I feel like if Twin Peaks gets through, we've we've really. We've really done something here with us. It's not as good of a show as Game of Thrones, a show I've never watched and I'm not interested in, but I understand the cultural zeitgeist. I feel like this is... Mm. I feel like Game of Thrones is the show. I, I, I'm, I'm going to take Twin Peaks, obviously. I love it. It's my favorite show ever. So it's down to me. Yeah. I find myself in an interesting position because these are both shows that I've, I've seen like bits of or never really watched, but like haven't gotten deep in, into either of them. Um, but it shows that each one of you guys feel strongly about and watch kind of individually and haven't yeah. watched the other... Um, at the end of the day, in the in the spirit of the drama category, I'm going to have to take Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Even though I haven't watched it, it's something that I probably will watch one day, and even though I know the ending wasn't as good as they wanted it to be. But as far as like drama and storytelling and scene setting goes, I appreciate the achievement and the abstractness and the artistic accomplishment of Twin Peaks and the weird world they've built as somebody yeah. who likes stuff like that a lot of times. But at the end of the day, even though I haven't I, really watched it, I've got to say Game of Thrones. I was expecting Game of Thrones to get through here. I mean, I love Twin Peaks. It's not for everybody. It was never meant to be for everybody. I think the most interesting thing about Twin Peaks, though, especially that first season in Twin Peaks, is that that show was on TV in opposite... Like 1991. 1991, yeah. 92. It's opposite Cheers, which we Beyond talked about ahead of its time. Yeah, 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 so far ahead of its time that Weird I think it's inaccessible. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 73 episodes of Game of Thrones, 48 of Twin Peaks. So either if you binged any of them, it would take you still a good amount of time for yeah. both shows. And then, yeah, quite and a bit of content if you were to watch Both shows have been worlds of their own as well. Yeah. And oh, yeah, nothing. Humongous universes. There's 25 sure. years in between season two and season, season three of Twin Peaks, and they write that into the show. It's a very dense... Like process. so, it's got to be Thrones. Got to be Thrones. Yeah. Sam's yeah. Sam's baby I mean, Peaks. It's a tough Sorry. draw. Like, it's tough draw. Like, tough draw. Game of Thrones okay. is gonna be. It's one of those shows. It's just. It is what it is. All right, let's do the. Uh, we got four left. Let's go through them here. Number three seed, The Sopranos, taking on number fourteen seed, Walking Dead. I'll go first because I know what way you guys are going. Oh be. yeah. Um, go ahead. I'm going to say I watched more Walking Dead, but I would not be surprised if The Sopranos is sweeping through through this category. <laughs> Walking Dead. Got so you think there's, there's a Sopranos block, a firewall that you think you're not going to get there? Like, <laughs> I would rather hear Twin Peaks debated against Sopranos for Sam having to pick one or the other with Game of Thrones and Walking Dead against each other. True. That's where I would I'll, rather. I'll put it to you this way: fantasy against fantasy. I see. Yeah. I see. I'll put it. I'll put it this way: if you had had the matchup that was Twin Peaks versus Sopranos, I would have taken Sopranos. Wow. I, I don't. know. That's not a hard mm-hmm. question for me. I think Twin Peaks is amazing, but Soprano. I, I mean, I'm picking Sopranos here. Sopranos, and maybe it hits different for me, and I've talked about this with you a million times, Kevin, off screen, or off off tape. I grew up in, like, an Italian family. Mm-hmm. A lot of, like, Italian characters, and they're not... Around the mo- a lot of Italians. Italians. Italian places, doing Italian things, talking Italian. Yeah. I wonder sometimes if the show hits for me differently because I grew up around these characters that somewhat vaguely remind me of people I knew in real life. Yeah, yeah. Not mobsters, but like that sort of, yeah, like, yeah. hey, I'm walking, good guy. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I laugh at stuff during Sopranos that I don't know if it's necessarily funny. If other people even think it's funny. I don't know yeah. if it's funny or not. I know what you mean. But I still think it's maybe the most important television show of my lifetime, mm-hmm. most important prestige television show of the prestige era. Right. Set the table for shows like Game of Thrones sure. and big time shows like Walking Dead. 
needed to even be on TV, sure. this prestige programming, ahead of its time, set the template, one of the best shows of all time, Sopranos. It's an adult soap opera. All shows are adult soap opera. Every one, single one of these shows It looks shows like is. you take the swearing yeah. out and it can be on CBS at Well, you've made this argument to me before. Young and the Restless. It's a it's a it's a tone thing. It's That's a, a mark up. of it being early, though. Too. It's a mark of it being early. You watch, and even if you get toward the later episodes, Sopranos, the camera work is different. It gets a little more ambitious. That's true. You too. gotta remember too, like it. It is so okay. So you're voting Sopranos, or Justin? You voted Walking, Walking Dead? Dead. Yeah, I don't um, watch enough of Sopranos. I've definitely watched more Walking Dead. Sopranos for sure. is always a little corny to me, but yeah, that's fair. Um, I I've watched probably all the Walking Dead besides the most recent season. Okay. Binge watch when it comes out on Netflix because I wouldn't be able to go week to week anymore. Yep. A lot of stuff they do is dumb. A lot of it's not as good as it used to be, but it's nice pulpy stuff. I always like horror and survival and all that kind of thing, so it's up and early. Um, it's got some great moments, some amazing things. I think it's better than its reputation gets sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes it gets a bad rap. Uh, but that being said, The Sopranos is The Sopranos, and I have to choose Sopranos yeah. over Walking Dead. I wouldn't defend The Walking Dead, personally. No, no you're <laughs> not even a big Walking Dead guy. No. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so let's go down to the 11 and 6 matchup. Number 11 seed, just Law and Order. Yeah, I guess order any, any weird draw here. Any version yeah. of Law and Order. Uh, taking on Stranger Things. Law and Order is and a sneak out in this bracket, Man. I think. I'm taking Law and Order. Because, Are you taking Law and yeah, Order? I was thinking about again, it. Again, falls into the thing. Sorry. Is, uh, it was covered in your mouth. One season. It's the freaking virus. <laughs> <laughs> and so one season of Stranger Things was top notch that first season. I'm done on the other. I'm just, I'm past it. I'm not even going to buy. Like, now oh, you didn't like Russia, the other seasons? No. Oh, wow. No. Um, I thought the Rudy thing with uh, the one guy to the Rudy song that I found on the internet, him being killed to the Rudy music. That oh, was like uh, Sean, uh, yeah, Sean yeah, Aston yeah, getting running, killed yeah, to the Rudy yeah. music. Yeah, good yeah, times. That was like the most compelling thing um, in the second season. That was like an internet find for me. So I And I didn't even, I'm just, they're in Russia now. So you're taking Law and Order. I'm gonna, you got to watch it to see. I'm going to take, uh, and this is tough for me because if Law and Order was standing as SVU, Law and Order SVU alone, I would take it over Stranger Things. I think any episode with Detective Benson and Detective Stabler is worth your time. Yeah. If you've got those two in it, all those episodes are gold. But I think there's a lot of trash under the Law & Order brand. And I think a lot of like criminal intent and regular Law & Order, a lot of that stuff is really up and down. So if it was just SVU, I would take it. But i got to go with Stranger Things. Yeah. See, I like a, Law and Order is a staple for me pre wrestling the way that Modern Family kind of became yeah like, sure, to an sure. it always so, used like, to be on. I yeah, always yeah, remember always that was end credits being right before wrestling and it stuff, would always so. get it would always be on they would do like binge weekends yeah. and I watched Tumblr Run syndication but this feels like a weird matchup they're they're very different I don't want to watch, <laughs> yeah. watch any Law and Order though like regular Law and Order yeah. I'm not trying to see it with like those guys give me Benson give me Stabler man I think I'm even more out on Stranger Things than I am Westworld. I'm going to take, oh, man. I'm going to make my niece angry. I'm going to take Law & Order. Oh, wow. Law yeah. & Order. Wow. I think Law & Order. I think Stranger Things was going to You get. just got, you You just remembered Dennis Farina and you got shifted. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a certain aspect to how much Law & Order has become, like, a thing in culture, too. Like, it's, Stranger Things is popular. Big Wolf, baby. Yeah, it's interesting how much, how... I didn't realize how much people liked Benson and Stabler. Like, until I was like, oh, wow, people on the internet love these guys. Like, it's it's a pretty captivating show. I think... Benson and Stabler are amazing. I think that If you haven't watched enough of that, you could, that's great for quarantine stuff. I think uh, they sometimes try too hard to, like, catch on with, like, a current case in the news. And no, that's their whole game. Yeah. yeah. They're well, tongue-in-cheek. I mean, uh, like, it's, it's cornball for a reason. It's popcorn entertainment. It's definitely more casual 
than uh, Breaking Bad or Sopranos or Better Call Saul or anything yeah. like that. It's definitely a more casual, solving that many procedural show. They don't really have <laughs> narrative. Like you don't really learn a ton about what goes on in these detectives. Do you think the court system moves that fast? <laughs> They're like catching people and sending them to jail. All right, so law, law and order. I think I think Lord a lot of people are going to find that to be an upset. Law I think yeah, yeah, by Stranger I mean, Things. Yeah. I think we might get some flack. Yeah, we see, might. Hopefully, Stranger, they just need to embrace Stranger Things being trash. I don't want it as trash. I think no. that it it is a particular type of show. And it, it does a particular both thing. Yeah, shows. Yeah. Uh, number seven, number ten matchup, number seven seed, uh, The Leftovers. HBO's The Leftovers. HBO's Jamie and Lindelof's yep. The Leftovers. I'm personally making a push for Leftovers. Hey, it will. <laughs> Justin, we will have our time to shine. And it is versus, so soon. <laughs> uh, versus Showtime's Dexter. Uh, I'm going to move, I'm going to clear out for you two on this because for <laughs> yeah, me, yeah. I'll tell you the truth. I've watched maybe about five or six episodes of Dexter. That doesn't do it for me. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the guy. Was it Michael C. Hall? He plays. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's got a. It's not for me. I don't. I don't know. So then I'll say you're taking the leftovers. Yeah, I'm taking the leftovers based, based on. Saying. I don't care. I for will it. say as somebody who's probably watched the most Dexter out of the group. Um, Dexter. I went back and rewatched like the first uh, couple of seasons of Dexter not too long ago. Yeah. Just popping it on casually like, for something to watch like late at night, like before you go to bed. Um, Dexter is weird. It doesn't always like hold up. It's very of a place and time. It's very like in Miami, so it's neon, which is a weird juxtaposition. He's strange. You have to buy in. After season four with John Lithgow and the Trinity Killer, yep. you don't need to watch any more of it. But I really enjoyed it. It's a really cool conceit. Um, it was back when they were making seasons a little bit too long, and I think it suffers from that. With that being said, um, The Leftovers might be the best show I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. <laughs> it's only three seasons, and it's perfect, and it's so... I know The Leftovers isn't for everybody, and I will tell you for sure The Leftovers is not a feel-good show. It's not necessarily a feel-bad show, but like it's not a feel-good show. Yeah. It's it's amazing. Just uh, yeah, my I know it's not because they didn't write it this way, but it almost makes me think is that like parts of Lost, right? These people disappearing were like they were in the two percent, right? Like I yeah, wonder yeah. if these had like cross. If there was a bigger message he was trying to get through on Lost, that that's he a pretty do, good point. I would like to leftovers see that. basically this, so guy, would have been lost if he could have kept making that. Damien Lindelof, who made the leftovers, yeah. also made the show Lost. Lost, which say if they don't know, um, one of the crazy things is three seasons, and each season is kind of different, and yeah. it has the same characters, but they're apart by mm-hmm. times, and it's almost a different show, I, as evidenced season, by yeah. different credits each season. Yep. But the narrative weaves through. I will say, if you're somebody who, when you watch a show, needs to have answered for you exactly what happened mm. with a clear black and white answer, this is not the show for yep. you. But I think one of the best things about it is it inspires so much contemplation, so much thought, and it's such a meditation on grief and loss um, and the, the nature of the world and reality. I just It's awesome. Yeah, And I everybody should watch it. Your quarantine is only three seasons. Everybody would have a different interpretation of what was happening and how the ending worked out too, right? You can go religious, Amazing you can go philosophical, you can go a Carrie lot Coon, of different ways. Carrie Coon, the actress yeah. on there, she... Is this some of the best acting I've ever yeah. seen on television, bar none? It's deep. It's heavy shit. Some, yeah. some like it's it's great music too, by the way. Yeah, probably the best. But like music not, soundtrack for a TV show, start I to finish li- with all the stuff they use. With even, like even with just the piano yeah. themes. Um, and also it's not so heavy that like it's not like bleak. Like if you're squeamish about stuff, like if somebody told me, oh, I don't Stone like, scene. I don't. If somebody told me I don't want to watch Walking Dead, I don't want to watch Game of Thrones because people get killed and it's yeah. bloody, Leftovers isn't really like that. There will be like something here or there might happen, but Leftovers is more like existentially heavy, yep. heavy in the mind. But yeah. it's not like, you know, just nobody needs a real trigger warning for it, but understand that it's probably not a show for everybody. But yeah. yeah. We're just raving. Leftovers. Yeah. Watch the Leftovers. Justin Thoreau there. It beats, what was it, Dexter? Real. Dexter was a cute show, but Leftovers. Yeah. 
I uh, mean, Justin, the guy in Leftovers love with Dexter, he would have murdered the entire town. <laughs> He's got too much heart. He's yeah. got too much heart. He can never be called like Dexter. And the final matchup. Final the, matchup of the first round of all four brackets. First round, uh, number 15 seed, Shameless of Showtime fame. And now it feels like it's got a reboot sort of fame with Netflix. And came to Netflix, I a lot of people started watching it. People love Shameless, yeah, yeah. And the number two. Well, myself included, I like Shameless. Yeah. It's not as good as it was at the beginning, but you know. Uh, number two seed, uh, The Wire, HBO. A lot of people argue it's one of the greatest television shows of all time. I'll tell you the truth, I probably watched more Shameless than I've watched of The Wire, honestly. Mm. Um, I have sort of an issue with Shameless, though. Especially the first early on couple seasons of Shameless. It feels like they sort of struggled to figure out what kind of show they were going to be, drastically, from episode to episode. Sometimes it would be a really hard-hitting, emotional family drama about, like, this patriarch figure who is, like, lost. And then sometimes it'd be like, hey, we accidentally shot a turkey. We're going to eat it at the house. Like, it's like, is it zany? Is it... Well, it had a British version. I'm looking it up right now, right? Yeah. So there was a... That went... I like the performances on it. Does it's... it model after it? Or are they kind of oh, like I, I've never side seen by side? The so I guess that's that would be the thing too. So I wonder how much of them parallel the British, like kind of the way the office did a little just... bit, you know? So maybe some of them. I'm in shit. I'm in shit. I'm, I'm just waiting to see what shakes out here because these are both shows that I have strong opinions about. Yeah. So what do you? What I've watched for the Wire feels like a better, more well written, more I'm taking wonderfully crafted show. I'm going to take the Wire. The Wire. Yeah, I'm taking. I'm going to take the Wire as well. Um, Justin, have you watched the Wire? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, I've also watched enough Shameless that I stopped watching it. Like, I was in on Shameless for a little bit, and I I stopped. But you can't... I don't think The Wire should get a two-seed, per se, on some of these categories, but I think it's hard to argue... It's hard to argue it against a lot of of these things. It's an important show. Sure. Um, So you're going The Wire? Yeah, Yeah, we're both going The Wire. So you're both going The Wire... Um, since you're both going The Wire, first I'll say I, I like Shameless a lot. I think it's got amazing, underrated performances. William H. Macy is genius as his thing. Yep. I think that's actually one of the benefits of the show, that it can both be... It can go from comedy to really just falling apart drama. And I think it really covers both sides of the coin, and I think it's ambitious to try to do both. It can be yeah. totally off, especially later, and it's weird in when trying to compare it to other shows to see that. But um, specifically, yeah, everybody's performance is so good. And shout out to Fiona Gallagher, who, you know... Yeah, she's um, the only character I feel like I rooted for in the whole show, though. Oh no, ah, you got to root for it. like Lip. Nah, I know you had your. I know I you got your thing. I know you got your off-air <laughs> beef with Lip, but like Lip, uh, Lip and the nah, Ian. Oh my God, yeah, and everybody. Great show, awesome show, totally worth watching. That being said, The Wire is amazing. The Wire. If if you want to tell me you think The Wire is the best show that's ever been made, I will respect your argument, and I might even agree with you on a lot of days. Um, I think The Wire is the top on one of these lists of shows. If you haven't seen it, you should rush to it before even, uh, maybe even The Leftovers. The Wire is a little bit broader. Wow. Even though it's a little bit, you know what I mean though. Yeah. I think I might like The Leftovers better, but The Wire is a little bit broader of a shot for folks. Uh, the Wire is everything they say it is, and it's one of the most dense shows mm. I've ever seen. Um, yeah. It's some of the realest, Intense. most like real life telling every side of the story things I've ever seen. Uh, the Wire is great. What I've seen from The Wire, and again, I've only watched a, sorted episodes of Dano back in the day but yeah, it was yeah. always so intense and so like visceral and the way it was shot was so interesting and it was just a they really they do a great job of showing every side yeah. of the issue it's yeah. not like there's no it's not yeah. about who's the good guys and the bad guys they really yeah. dig into the complexities and each season sort of tackles a different thing and it's very ambitious and it's very um, ahead of its time and it really sets the table for a lot of the things that came after well that's we didn't get some the, of the best characters too we didn't get the I mean? shield on the list but the shield has a lot of that vibe right. to it where you're it's kind of getting everything covered from 
you know, people are just people. They're not good guys. They're not bad guys. There's like winners and losers, really. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, you're shield not might show up at the NIT. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, so we did it. We made it through the first round, guys. What did you think of the first round of the tournament? What's the biggest upset you think we got here so far? Is it it's still uh, got to be Millionaire, probably? Millionaire getting knocked out by American Gladiators. Yeah. Is that probably the biggest upset? Of the Millionaire whole was a big yeah. upset. I would say yeah. that um, Stranger Things. Some people will say it was an upset. I don't think we think it was. No, I don't think much. so either. Um, I would also say Cheers losing out. Was kind I, of a big one. I found that to be outrageous. But that's neither here. Yeah, neither. Know, <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. It's all good. It's all, we're all, yeah. Everyone's gonna have picks. Just like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Everyone's gonna have picks on here. So we gotta get. We're gonna get some brackets worked out. We'll try to get a one sheet. Justin, you put together like a one sheet of this yeah. bracket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With advancing, we'll put all the stuff. So we're gonna do the next round uh, next week. Um, I guess. Yeah, we'll have it come out next week, and we'll put it out. We'll do the next round and see what goes on. See what the next things are. Yeah. Uh, so again, we'll again we'll try and get a one sheet up for you folks. You can follow along if you haven't been already. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed this. We will finish part two next week. We'll just do the whole rest of the thing. We won't save the final four because it's not going to take us that long to. I think it'll go faster actually next well, week. Well, yeah, there's less teams by default. Same amount of matchups though, essentially, because you're doing all the different. But it's not important. <laughs> Thanks again to uh, Justin Parkinson of Made in Utica for joining us here for this week's uh, part one of the tournament. You're being ambitious about your quarantine content. You're willing to wrap this up in two weeks. I like your forward thinking about how much this disease is going to be. Well, okay. we need two weeks of content. content. We got more content coming. That's fine. Uh, follow Justin at Made in Utica at Twitter. Uh, he's probably not on there. You can follow Made in Utica on Twitter. Uh, follow Kevin at underscore Kevin Sullivan or just follow his brother at big underscore soul underscore Inc., which we're doing every week now. Uh, follow <laughs> SF Doom as is me, or you can follow the show at Uticast. Uh, we are on Facebook, SoundCloud, Instagram, uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Podcast, taking over the web. I uh, hope you guys are staying safe. Sign our humanoids to the tight. Woodstock lives. The tape machines are rolling. We are desperately out of time. We will see you next week for the conclusion of the great Uticast TV tournament. Oh, yes. Oh, yes.